Hitting dingers. Speaking of that, we got to talk about some. Uh, there's lots of lots of good stuff this week. Is there? Yes. I paid attention to nothing. Well, I mean, I've read lots of books. I've seen new things. I've I saw a great movie last night. We can't wait see. to get into it. Oh, we'll Jiro just... Dreams of Sushi. Oh yeah, I've heard about it's that. Fucking great, dude. That is a 12 year old documentary that you're just now getting into. Oh. I like it. Like a yeah. documentary for 12 year olds. Yes. <laughs> In case you can't hear, that's J-Mo joining us today. Almost teen. Um, yeah, Jared James of Sushi, uh, it's a tiny, tiny restaurant. Yeah, it's like seats like 10 people. Yeah. There's not even a bathroom in it. That's great. And they don't serve drinks or appetizers. I'm sure they serve, I don't even know if they serve like soft drinks or anything J-Mo, like that. J-Mo, you're let, you can use those headphones. Oh, those are actually really good ones. Can I insert these somewhere else? Then? You can put them in your rectum. Wrecked him, damn near killed hey. him. Hey, <laughs> feel excuse me. Always on top of it. Yeah. There we go. Is everybody about the same level? Everybody start talking at one time. There we go. Yeah, we're pretty good. Level. I think I'd work this out beforehand, but I don't. Yeah, I'm really liking bang still, but they don't do anything to quench my thirst. Yeah, so you got to drink water. Yeah, it's just awful though because you you get I get so thirsty and I drink like I've got this big fucking generic Bubba keg thing I found at Walmart. And I fill it, and I drink it full of uh, lemonade and, and Kool-Aid at least twice a day. It's a gallon. Easy. You know? So. <laughs> you drink a gallon of Kool-Aid a day? It's a, <laughs> no, I drink, I drink a half a, a gallon. Are we doing a Two Bears, One Cave bit? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Do I? <laughs> Wait a minute. Do I hear clipping? <laughs> It'll be fine. A, okay. It might just be clipping in our earphones, but it doesn't clip there. Hold Clippity on. clip. Does Bang not quench your thirst because it has a lot of salt in it? Does it have a lot of salt in it? I don't know. I was just wondering. No, it's, it, it doesn't quench my thirst because there's nothing real in it. There is no sugar. There is no... I mean, there's liquid, but once okay. you put that much shit in on it's not it's not water anymore. So. Okay. It's more of a plasma. Yes. It might take a second to get through, but... Go ahead. Um, That's much smaller than the thing I use. Much smaller. <laughs> You're drinking Kool-Aid to start your day? <laughs> Really? It's so good. What kind? <laughs> Red. Kool-Aid is fucking awesome. It really is awesome. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you, Bert. We're doing a whole thing. <laughs> you didn't even know about this. It's so good. Take a little, pour a little something for yourself. It's, wa- it's watered down. It's not too bad. You really drink Kool-Aid? Ice cold. It's ice cold. Yeah. He put ice in it, man. I put ice in it at the beginning of the day. You are drinking Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Why? I don't see why that's so funny. Because it's 64. It's not good for you. <laughs> He's 54 years old. I tell you this. Drinking Kool-Aid is better for you than drinking energy drinks or soda or any of that crap. And it's a step up from Capri Sun. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, energy drinks are... <laughs> he can't believe it. I'm the Tom to your Bert. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> we don't have very good laughs for, no. compared to this. Well, we do sometimes. Yeah, we can. But the, he really, that really just struck him really hard. Because <laughs> it's... Well, I remember that bit. I remember... Well, it's so on the nose for Bert to just drink a gallon of Kool-Aid today. Start your day off with the giant thing of Kool-Aid. Well, here's the thing. 
I'm so fucking de- it's so dehydrating to be in a, a literal blast furnace for eight hours. So I bought this big thing. Originally, it was four to drink protein drinks to take with me that I blended up and like, look, I don't feel like eating. So because it's too hot. So I take this with me and drink it. It worked fine for a day. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, it's really hot. And yeah. I, would, I would like to have something other to drink than you no know, tepid water. So. I would go, I go and I mix up a big thing of usually country time or red Kool-Aid before I go. And then as I drink it, though, I pour more water in it. Mm-hmm. So it becomes. So you're still getting some water. Well, I'm getting, it's mostly water because I'm filling it up. Um, like I'll drink some and then fill it with more water, like back up to the level. So by the end, it's not even really Kool-Aid anymore. It's just red tinged water with have you thought about sweetening your kool-aid with stevia no dude the, the, i think that shit really fucks with my hiatal hernia okay i mean because I, I i was drinking like uh the fucking uh zero calorie gatorade i really liked it so i was fucking slamming i like I drinking it at too. work and stuff I'm like i'm doing a lot better and all of a sudden like there was days at work where my hiatal hernia got so bad that it like shit closed up on me i couldn't breathe i mean it was just like you know this and i think it's that directly result the direct result of drinking all that artificial sweetener that shit is i'd rather drink stevia a little bit of sugar and rot my teeth and stevia make is a fat. natural sweetener it's a real thing it's a okay I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give it a shot then I have, a, I have a lot of it Okay If you want it But can you taste that It's an artificial sweetener It tastes like sugar to me Might not taste like sugar to you It doesn't have the same Consistency of sugar My palate with sugar Is like so much I think much more refined Than yours With sugar Because I eat a lot of sugar Excuse so, me Mr. Uh, no, I'm just Rockefeller saying, No I'm saying which, <laughs> God what the fuck My palate is much more refined I'm sorry <laughs> Fucking Buzz Killington. Anyway, let's play the theme song. <laughs> Only with the finest natural sugar for this chap. <laughs> Excuse me, can you pass me the dry aged Reese cups? <laughs> dry have you ever gotten an old greasy cup? Yeah, I don't like them. They're n- it's not good. Where they're kind of greasy? Yes. Well, no, the greasy ones are okay. It's one greasy on the outside, chalky on the inside. Yeah, well, they've got the chalky stuff on the on the on the uh, sugar on the outside. Yeah. And you bite into it, it's almost like powdery. Mm. Eat it anyway because it's a greasy cup. I don't think I've ever had that un- yeah. misfortune. They used to have them down at the uh, poke and tote, huh? The old poke and tote. I guess <laughs> the uh, it would have been Sean's down there in Montgomery. Oh yeah, it used to be the old uh, the old movie rental where they would literally yeah, take you, they would take you to court if you didn't take me to court. If you, there, one of the guys rented a guy a movie and he, and he moved out of town with it, and he followed him to Washington State, sort of like to uh, get his fucking movie back and sued him. The Summersville Butler video. like a movie rental place. Yes, yeah. that's fucking <laughs> that's insane. That's insanity. The Summersville Butler video. I, I was friends with the girl that worked there. We graduated together, and I had the uh, Ocarina of Time. Me and my friends rented out whenever I'd go visit Somersville on the weekends and hang out with them. And uh, they had it for three months. And finally, she just called the house where we were at and asked if we'd just bring it back. They wouldn't even say anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be the call. Guys, other people want this. <laughs> These things cost a lot. Because a rental place that costs that like $200. I've done that so many times with shit. Like, just kept shit. Oh, there's so many stories. 
I told him as I left, remember to take this back Sunday evening because we had a two-day rental for it, and they didn't take it back. So a Nintendo 64 rental game would cost $200? For the rental. They're not allowed to charge more than the value of the of the game itself. That's actually a rule. They can't charge you more than what But the company, oh. like uh, when they buy, get it from Nintendo to rent out, since they're going to rent it out so many times... Oh, it, they have to it costs that much more for the. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Just like if you rent a UFC pay per view at a bar, it's like six hundred dollars. I just assumed they just bought the game at the regular price and just kept renting it out. I didn't know there was a. Yeah, yeah, I would. I, I assume that too. You learn something. Yeah, like uh, wah, wah, wah. It, instead of like a twenty dollar VHS tape or whatever, whatever it's, it was, it's a movie copy. Day, it's a and it has all the trailers and everything. Oh, at okay, the yeah. and it's going to be like. Uh, it, they'd be $75, $80. Mm. That's why they get really pissed off about people not bringing them gotcha. back. Anyway, episode 381. 381. Uh, Dutch Chuck and... Jamo. Guest Jamo are in the house. Last week we had Adam, who was serviceable, workmanlike. He put on journeyman, his hard hat. A real journeyman. He put on his hard hat and went to work. Mm-hmm. But he's not a veteran like Jamo. Listen to the, all the zany stuff J-Mo brings to the table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Lady, get ready, kids. <laughs> See? This guy's a pro. Zane. The Zane. <laughs> absolute pro. A professional podcaster. He's been on probably 10 episodes by now, I think. I don't know. I've lost count. I've been on, I don't know how many, ones of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the only podcast you've been on, but you've been on it quite a few times now. Right. Yeah. I've been on 381 episodes of this podcast and i've been on at least a hundred of the not other ones quite, that we've done i've been on quite not through not quite 381 but i know it's in the 370s yeah i would easily. say i'd hardly ever miss i don't think you've missed very many Mm-mm. i'd like to think i play a role in like 0.8 percent yeah of those. you've been on 10 or 15 i'd say sure um in the seven years seven fucking years, seven years. and we have 300 listeners yeah what are you gonna do <laughs> That's cumulative. <laughs> like if you added all three, it together. might be. You know what's funny? There's a, like a million active podcasts, and only the top two percent have three hundred listeners. Really? Yeah. Feaster family. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, we do okay then. Yeah, that's we're doing fine, and we haven't been canceled yet. Not yet, because nobody listens. Not enough people listen. You know, there's that. There's those segments of people like there was. Uh, the segments of people in Philadelphia and all that stuff that are like pop up on the map. That's really odd to me. That's like really awesome though. Yeah. You know, there's that group of people who get to, that's gotta be a thing where a group of people get, Hey, those fucking idiot hillbillies are doing this fucking show, man. We got it. might be, that would be awesome. I resent being called a hillbilly. I'm a hollerjack. <laughs> Hilljack. I'm um, a hollerjack. We're okay. different. We're a different okay. breed. And how dare you, by the way, uh, yeah. I was well, born know. in a holler. I was a, a, a Valley Victorian. I was born in, uh, lived in a holler up twenty mile holler for Valley Victorian. The Valley Victorian. <laughs> did you just make that shit up? Sure did. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Valley Victorian. Uh, there we go. Yeah, twenty mile man. That was. Uh, I wish we would have kept that property. Fun fact: uh, like three months after we moved out of the trailer that we lived in, it burned to the ground. Nice. Mm-hmm. So that's weird. It's twenty mile like West Virginia is eight mile. Sort of. There's drugs and black people. So in twenty mile? No. <laughs> Don't get you No. What are you kidding? You can't. You can. You can't swing a dead cat without hitting a freaking white supremacist in a twenty mile holler. That's what they like to do to each other. Swing dead cats at each they other. They do do that. Hmm. Do do. Call it pussy smacking. Mm-hmm. That's that's what we did. We grew up uh, pussy smacking each other. That's what we did instead of playing tag. <laughs> 
<laughs> Good old West Virginia pussy smack. <laughs> Welcome to the 2022 uh, West Virginia pussy smacking competition. I've Clifford now- here is going to swing around a dead cat and try to hit any, as many people as he can. If he gets 100 people no, in 10 the, minutes, the cat he wins the prize. Named. He'll be swinging Mr. Mittens. Mr. <laughs> Mittens was a sweet, friendly cat until he shot him. <laughs> <laughs> He put him in a bag and threw him in a creek. <laughs> now up. Uh, I think Joe Bob bashed this one with a brick. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be hard all, to hit him. All, those, the top things, half of all those things. Fa- all those things factor in. We found this and on the side of the road. He'd been run over by a coal transporter. This is what's known as a pavement pelt. He's bringing a pavement pelt to this. You'd have this. You'd have the snobs. And we're, we're taking it. Uh, we're taking it to the official. And uh, the pavement pelt seems to be legal. <laughs> In some areas of the of the county, <laughs> and then all the other guys <laughs> These are, are illegal. All the other guys are like like fucking you know like elbowing each other. He's bringing a fucking pavement belt pavement belt here to twenty miles. Can you fuck? believe this son of a bitch? I can't believe it. Um, Might as well bring a goddamn hamster. <laughs> <laughs> Kool Aid. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Uh, no, don't get me wrong. I grew up on Kool Aid, and it's in Country Time Lemonade mustaches. Kool Aid mustache. It yeah. was a big deal. Yeah, I'd go to school with Kool Aid mustache. Sure. <laughs> Never grape Kool Aid. I despise grape Kool Aid. I'm kids. a red Kool Aid guy. Yeah, turns your poop green. Yeah, it does. Grape does. Yes. Mm-hmm. The, the even though it's the purple? dye in it. Purple dye. Purple dye. Yellow. Purple green. and brown makes poop green. Is that what we're doing? It's science. Sure. Is that what we're talking about? Science. Anyway, so that was your uh, your week, taters. <laughs> As, it was fest. pretty good this week. It's only a bad week. Oh, not the best color guy in the game for nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, you know, just work and uh, clean the house. That was cool. I need to do that. I've I've now become a pipe guy. A pipe guy. Yeah, I've gotten a pipe. Well, I've had it for a while, and then a while back I uh, had bought some pipe tobacco. Like, it's a cheap shit, you know. And oh my god, it's fun. I like I, it. Do you sit in your reading chair and puff on your pipe? And, oh no, I come home from work. I sit down, take my boots off. I do you pipe in your house? No, I've been thinking about piping in the in the bathtub though. That sounds like a good time. Sounds very British. I don't know. I think that would be kind of gauche for them. Um, now, lots of now is it one of those big pipes? You no, can't hold in the, is it like a corn a, cob pipe? No, it's just a fucking like <laughs> bottom <laughs> of the line. You know, sure John gave it to me. He, okay. he, he gave in because he he likes to do that to help. You know, he and I was just like, well, you know, you don't inhale pipe, do you? No, no, you just puff. But the thing about it was that it, I got kind of high on it. It was very pleasant. Like it yeah. was like a low grade weed. If high. you inhale a little bit, you'll get a little bit high. Yeah, I was know. just like, man, this is great. I'm sitting there watching. Watching TV and stuff, I'm like, this is what I've been searching for. I don't like really being high, but it was mild enough that it was pleasant, you know. So oh, and it the, goes away in a half hour. Huh? The pipe, the tobacco high goes away in a half hour. Yeah. So. When it, on the few times I've been around someone smoking a pipe, it's always smelled really good to me. It does smell good. Like pipe shops are like they used to have them like stores and stuff. You know, back when we lost our minds and all tobacco is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the best smell. Like, but cigars, on the other hand, stink like fuck. I like cigars. Uh, they terrible. I don't love um, them, or else I'd be smoking. Them I don't like time. cigars like at all. I never. I, I I do like this. Like, I just sit there and you know blow smoke rings and pretend I'm a hobbit. So <laughs> that is kind of what you want to do. Sure. And fucking mainline Kool Aid. Right. I like it. Yeah. I'm into it. I support <laughs> this whole lifestyle. I like to pretend you I'm should a- quit your job and just live stream yourself <laughs> doing that. <laughs> Get an OnlyFans. 
<laughs> Will you walk around in your underwear puffing on a pipe? Today we'll be <laughs> scratching our balls <laughs> and puffing on a pipe while watching Cobra strap, for the 16th time. Strap in. <laughs> it's going to be exciting. <laughs> Today will be American Ninja. <laughs> Ninja 3, the domination, coming right up. <laughs> Revenge of the Ninja, which I paid $80 for a DVD copy. <laughs> Have you seen Ninja 3, The Domination? No. It is Boy. a canon film, and if you have not seen canon films, you are missing out. Canon was a uh, a film company in the 19... The Golden, late 70s. Golden early, Globus. Through the, mid, through the 80s, I do believe. Mm-hmm. And they would... Into the early 90s. Sounds very high budget. No. <laughs> it is not. Mm-mm. It indeed is not. They would just... T- like uh, the Death Wish, the first, death, first couple Death Wish movies were like... They were seemed to be decent. Budget. They were like well put together yeah. and like taken seriously. And mm-hmm. then Canon decided, hey, we're going to just buy this and we're going to make a bunch more Death Wish movies throughout the eighties. And they were not taken seriously. Most of them were straight to DVD, right? And apparently, yes. they 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 equated that Filipinos were Japanese. Yes, I don't know where they got that because they're shooting all their ninja movies in the Philippines <laughs> with Filipino people. I'm like. And back then, when you're an 80 kid in the 80s, a white kid in the 80s, they indeed were Japanese. There's no yes. difference. Yeah. Why are these Japanese people speaking <laughs> Spanish? Japanese people with because. Spanish names. Exactly. Started yeah. <laughs> laughing the other day. I was like, Jorge Yamamoto. Italians are Mediterranean Mexicans. <laughs> yeah. Sauce monkeys. <laughs> I ran that by my Italian friend. He was very amused. He thought that was pretty funny. Well, that, that that Italians are Mediterranean Mexicans. Yeah, that's like, like that. that's like dipping tortilla chips in uh, marinara sauce. I like it. I don't mind it. I like it. Sounds like an idea. I like melting of culture. It's Oregano cool. apes or pouring salsa on spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> Family guy always. Hey, oh, oh, we, whoa, Maron. We now go back to cutting in line in front of Italians. Hey, oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Copernicus. We've been uh, hitting Family Guy heavily the last couple. Dude, Family Guy, I'm... I know that they don't do their they don't do shit. They don't do characterization. They're not nearly as good as as King of the Hill or um oh yeah, here we go. But remember the time? We now return to cutting in line in front of Italians. Hey, Copernicus, why don't you navigate yourself to the back of the line with your feet and stand there with your shirt? (laughs) (laughs) It's so stupid. It's so great. Oh, well, here's Uh, some more. Hey, come on. The guy wants to get your necklace. Let him get your necklace. (laughs) It's worse than an Italian guy describing someone's sexuality. Oh, God. Anyway, my brother Louie, he's a... it's a little yeah, off the, the way. side, you know? Uh, foofy. Uh, up to the knuckle. He's a, he's a backwards mechanic. He likes to play in the dirt. I mean, yeah. Oh, mama! Cut <laughs> <laughs> off, oh, He's just creative. <laughs> he's creative. <laughs> Chris went to Italian school. When he was there, he became... He went actually to mechanic school. And then they were just... He became... He was lifting weights in the you living room. from these and then put them on your head to be... Yeah, clown from an Italian opera. <laughs> Laughing outside, crying down below. 
pasta, meatballs, Joe DiMaggio, fellatio. <laughs> All of this because I'm singing in the pointy hat. I don't know. This is going to leave a I point. love this stupid Somebody's shit. Somebody's got to fill it. I think you're overreacting. This is our, this is our show now. Brian. Mm -hmm. What am I supposed to do without Jolly Farm? I'll be like an Italian mom without bad kids. Hey, 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 That's what hilarious. the hell is all the commotion in here? We're not doing anything. You getting fresh with me? I'm tired of bailing both of you out of prison. We're both in college, and we consistently make the dean's list. I'm telling your father. Good. <laughs> <laughs> this this podcast is becoming a really bad mystery science theater, theater yeah. 3000. It is. I got the most beautiful woman in the world at home, and I have no one to keep her waiting. Hey, Vincenzo, play me a tune, huh? Oh, Yankee Doodle. <laughs> See, okay, let me let me just be honest. I do would, would like would like to travel mm -hmm. like before yeah. I die, and um, actually before I yeah my youth runs out, so I better get on it. Um, I've never been out of the country. I'd, I'd I've been I'd love to I go. technically I've never been, out I've been to the Bahamas, but that's right. not out of the country. That's still in the country. Um, I don't. And I'm a big uh, fan and studier of uh, Roman and Greek history and have no desire to go there. Like, I just don't want to go there. It's because of all the grease balls. No, it's not. Go ahead. No, it, no, no. no it's, say what you say off air. It's the heat. It's the heat. <laughs> yeah. It is the heat. What a 2013 movie with Bill Burr, um, Melissa McCarthy, and oh, yeah. uh, uh, who's the other one? Lawrence Fishburne? No. Damn it. Like Marlon Wayans Would you have interest In going <laughs> like, to like Paris And all the historical Paris would be cool What about I, just Rome Actually Rome Might be nice Like to go see The Colosseum The Vatican like No Why I, mm -hmm. I, th I think it would be interesting be almost cause, because it kind of seems like a different planet is going to Japan <laughs> but Japan the, the would be great there. Japan would be really and great We uh, Jet in Red Audio we've talked about someday we want to like take a week and like go to Japan and play some shows if we can all work it out fuck yes dude I think y'all you guys would hit it yeah. over there well we uh, we opened for a Japanese metal band I remember that. Uh, a couple years ago. Was at it a punk band or a metal band? A met Japanese metal. So Whatever like they are, they were done. Their version of metal. Mm -hmm. But they um, but they were also Mushaku Sha. Mm -hmm. So we opened for them, and I think Jet still talks to one of the guys in Japan. I'll try to hook that up. That would I be mean, fun. So much fun. I mean, Japan seems like the kind of place I'd go and wouldn't want to come back. Be like, I, I really like it here. Like, there's something about it. I watched this whole thing on uh, Prime. It's just called Prime Japan. It has all these different things about Japan. They're all just fascinating. The Jiro, we'll, we'll get into that. I mean, that's a nice segue for Jiro Dreams of Sushi. It's this guy has run this restaurant. Is it Musha X Kusha? Yeah. These guys. Yeah. This is what Do they, they speak any English? That's like their sort of hype, man. They have like a guy that dances on stage. Fuck yeah. yes. Like the Boston's. That sounds kind of cool, actually. They're very good musicians. Of course they are. I mean, that's that's part of their culture is to be obsessive, uh, obsessive about something until you get good at it. Yeah. And and the lead guitarist, I think they just have one guitarist. Yeah. Uh, they have a guitarist, bass, drum, a really cool synth player. Yeah. And then the hype guy. God, look at those Japanese lyrics being converted yeah. into English. It's so fucking, uh, it's so flowery it, and weird. Yeah. Like, like, uh, Lewis, the, the owner of The Grove, described them as like, it's something cool. Japanese metal is cool because it's like, it's 
it's kind of metal, but something gets lost in translation musically yes. and lyrically. Yeah. I wanted to talk to Lewis about maybe once he opens back up and has some music, trying to get some some punk bands here that oh, yeah. that, that yeah. are like I would like to see because a lot of them that I like aren't quite there yet. Mm-hmm. So that's like, perfect for that. Uh, bad cop, bad cop would be dude. That'd be a fucking coup because they're like popular. You know they've got a, a decent following, but they're opening for like bigger bands now. Mm-hmm. The bomb pops would probably be beyond you know beyond his grasp but i think he could get probably bad cop bad cop in the last gang be like i mean they, i think those would be i mean now that we've got the national parking shit that would be a legit like might be able to get them and that might would, have to be like on a wednesday or something because as, as they're I, traveling through something like that because that was sure, what those right, japanese yeah. guys were mm-hmm. i love that like lewis is a guy that would take a chance of like okay japanese metal band come to southern west virginia on a week's on <laughs> a week's notice it, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. yeah people loved it it was like a week's notice that all of it we all went like me and was john it packed? was a packed house absolutely packed absolutely absolutely fucking awesome. packed. that's you, awesome i love that i love when people come out and support things and i guarantee like if as much as i've exposed like you guys to say they got bad cop bad cop i would be like i would lose my i'd probably have a heart attack and freak out like i'd be so excited and then everybody would go with me because they've all i've talked them up so much i would absolutely and, not go but that's great yeah you would you fucking asshole john will shatter and all those guys would be there you no know. yeah no you he's actually not allowed to interfere county okay there's a little bit of a thing that happened <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it. Shad happens. Yeah. <laughs> Same reason why Aaron's not allowed within 500 yards of a great school. Just let's Neat. leave it there. Okay. Leave it there. Let's not say anymore. All right. Okay. Have you heard the jerks from Charleston? Of course. Of course he's heard the jerks. He loves jerks. I love them. John Will Shatter is the guitarist for the jerks. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. He's a, he's actually a, a buddy. We talk very frequently. I've actually. Don't really know his last name. I'm thinking it's. I know it. I can't. I can't remember off the top of my head. I know his name's John. I just can't remember his, what his actual last name is. But he probably doesn't really me mention too quickly. This. Yeah. Because he's he's related to people in, in Golly. Like he's got there's people who are buried in Golly. He's Ridge. a direct descendant of John Brown. I know that. Yeah, he definitely is. Um his cousin is Higginbotham. His his cousin is a uh buddy of mine, uh Brian Hunley. And I've known Hunley for shit twenty probably twenty some years. And um you know, I just started like the punk thing happened, and I really got into it and loved it. And then I was, I was like, as I do, I get, I dove into it and started finding punk bands and send them to John Will Shatter. He's like, I love that, you know. And it was, uh, he he really liked one that you hate. Um, it was a uh, sincere engineer who you just the ones that sing <laughs> like this. I don't really like that. It really gets on my no, nerves. No, it's actually no. That's it's, it was a girl singing. I don't like that either. Yeah, she would. She would over enunciate. Like yeah. so, I don't. Li- you know, I only like one band that over enunciates, and that's Death Cab for Cutie. Oh, mm. I do like Death Cab. I, they're they're. I like that. I they're guess great. that's a guilty pleasure of mine. How's that guilty? They're gigantic and they're, they're awesome. Uh, yeah, they're good. Some some of yeah, I like them, but some of Ben Gibbard's lyrics can get really cornball. I mean, the glove some, compartment yeah. isn't accurately but named. There's still so much good. <laughs> there's the, the good stuff about their music overrides that for me. Like yeah, the way they put the 
the, they, the way they arranged. I thought you were getting ready to go into a Bill Cosby impression. The way they put the zip in the Drink the drink. They put the emo. The drink. They put the emo with the reverb and the, the synthesizer. <sighs> that's, oh, that's more like Macho Man. Yeah, it is. Mm, yeah, see, they get the emo. They get and they the get the electronic gym. drum beat. Yeah. They get the Slim Jim mm. with the. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they get the synthesizer, Mean Gene. Yeah. Mm. Oh, man. They're the cream of the crop. Yeah. We played a Halloween show <laughs> at Cantrell's like 10 years ago. And uh, in the middle of like, we played in the middle of playing X of Spades, the dude in like a perfect Macho Man Randy Savage outfit, like decked head to toe. Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage it had like he'd been working on the impressions for weeks Did and he stuff. Have the movements came right? in, yeah, <laughs> came in like flipping a Slim Jim and stuff. And like, wait a second, where was this? Cantrell's, where is that? Outside of Fayetteville, Cantrell's rafting. I was saying, it might have been Frampton, it's very possible. Frampton, Frampton. the dude was like in shape. No, the dude, no, not, not, Frampton, no, not, Frampton, not Frampton, not Frampton, not Frampton, not Frampton. <laughs> sorry, Frampton. No, I'm not sorry. <laughs> Frampton was Frampton had a year ban from the show at one point. He was banned yeah, from the show for a year. He didn't know it was banned, but he didn't get invited back for a year. <laughs> this show, yes, yes. <laughs> because he stood us up for like four hours. Like I'm going to be, I'm on my way, and then I'll be like, there at seven. It's nine o'clock, and he finally texts, "Okay, <laughs> no." That was probably like a gag, though, of him doing that. No, don't he, do that to me. <laughs> I don't think that's. I funny. love Andy, but he's just he's he gets a little bit he can get sidetracked very easily. He's flibberty jibberty, which I don't know if that's a thing. He's flighty. He's like a gal. I think that's the medical term. He's like, he's like a broad. You know, they get their periods like and they skirt. don't know whether whether the fucking uh, shit to go blind, so they close their eyes and fight. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, you kid. Sound like fucking Ben Affleck right there. Did I in the fucking town? Oh yeah, yeah. With his uh, his boss. I got something to do, and it's going to be very dangerous. <laughs> Are you in? And I'm going to cry eventually. And you, and then you'd go, whose car are we taking? <laughs> Jeremy Renner was in it. Jeremy, Jeremy Renner, who's a great musician, great singer song. Fuck you. Now, <laughs> hold on. We'll go through the oh, uh, Christ. Are the we Marvel really going to C- fucking do We're this? We're going to go through the Marvel Cinematic Universe of music. Actually, Jeremy Renner makes great Japanese metal music. <laughs> I wish he would make Japanese metal music. He he makes. It's like. Let me try to describe this. It's like Richard Marks fucked. <laughs> um, I already love it. <laughs> Yanni. No, no. It's well, like Richard thing. Marks fucked. Um, he's got an album called Daughtry. Heaven. He's got an album. <laughs> he's got an album called Heaven Don't Have a Name. Or is it a single? It's a single. There's a song called Heaven Don't Have a Name. If you'll excuse me very quickly. This is Jeremy Renner. Look at the cover of it. He's using the um, and uh, Andalusian cadence. Sure. Oh, it's like uh, I hate. It makes it like Ableton, like all programmed. Yeah. Now, not that that's bad. It's not what I expected. This is bad. It's not that it's bad to do that. Now let's try Vin Diesel. What he has a music career? Are you kidding me? 
Dude, every well, Scarlett Johansson sings. Scarlett Johansson's a great singer. She's uh, well, I mean, and you'd expect her to be a great. Her range is not great, but she's a good. But she, she, but she, she car- carries. She the carries it. I've yeah. seen her do it live. Right. But here's Vin Diesel. You seen her do it live with uh, on TV. Oh. My mouth full of peanut butter. That sounds a bit too much Vin Diesel yeah. for me. <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> that was funny. Fuck you guys. Pay attention. I said I am Groot and it rhymed. Um, we could go to Scarlett Johansson. She's actually good. Play that song that I like. The one with... Uh... Oh, shit. What's his name? Pete Yorn? Yes. I love that one tune. I was obsessed with it for a while. Mm, I know exactly one you're talking about. Oh, God, I love this song. It's so much fun. I would have never given this album a chance if Pete Yorn wasn't on it, but I really like it. It's 13 years old now. And that sounds like her singing. Yeah, it is her. Yeah, but I'm saying, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not it's like when you, when you hear Gwyneth Paltrow can sing, sings, and, she, and can. she can really sing. Yeah, she it doesn't sing. sound like Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Speaking of celebrity, have, what do you think of she and him? I like them. M. Ward and Zoe. M. Ward and Zoe Deschanel. She's the type that should be doing that. Have <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen Being Quirky on fucking yeah. Saturday Live? Quirky girl. Have you seen this? It's a yeah, Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Have I think I have. Yeah. It's it's Michael Sarah. Her best. She's. The, I don't know who the girl is doing her. Abby Elliott, who is Chris Elliott's daughter. Really? Mm-hmm. She's Ooh. fucking great, and she's really pretty. Yeah. Um, Chris Elliott, very handsome man. No, he is not. Come on. But it. Uh, <laughs> she she had Zoe Deschanel on as one of the fucking um, those twins. And twins, the Olsons. As one of the Olsons, and she was tremendous. Like, she's got these glasses, and she came, and she's like, I would have been here sooner, but I got caught by a stray wind. (laughs) That's Abby Elliott. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And here's your host, Zoe Deschanel. Oh, shit. She's so good at it, too. Hey, girl. I'm Zoe Deschanel, and my soul was born in 1901. <laughs> <laughs> the show that celebrates the quirky lifestyle of vintage clothes. Let's move it forward. There's Zoe Deschanel and as... yeah. Joining us today for some tips on how to quirkify your life, please welcome my BFF, Mary Kate Olsen. That's a good impression. <laughs> <laughs> She's so good at it, dude. I love the fact she can laugh at herself. Zoe, I haven't seen you since we both tried to pick the same wildflower. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You're such free spirits. No problem. I happened to catch a slight breeze that brought me all the way here. <laughs> Body shaming. Oh, it's, oh, fuck it. Hey. Abby Elliott wasn't on SNL that many years, was she? I think maybe two or three years. She was good on there. I haven't really seen much of her since. Um, They're losing everybody this year. Yeah, I heard it's like one yeah. of those where well, they have one of those big turnovers. Yeah, except Keenan Thompson. He's Keenan Thompson better not go years. anywhere. He's been there since two thousand one. Remember the jo- great. The, the joke used to be Tim Meadows yeah. was on there forever. Now right. it's Keenan Thompson. Well, Why would you go? first it was Phil Hartman, then it was Tim Meadows. Yeah, then it was. But <clears throat> Phil Hartman was like, he was still on there when he was doing news radio. Yeah, yeah. 
and he was the best. I mean, uh, in my opinion, the best non-huge star, yeah, SNL cast member is but if, if was Phil Hartman, Keenan, or even Tim Meadows. Why would you bother? Like, I'm doing very well here. I don't need really. I write a lot of skits. Yeah. I'm in a lot of them, and people know who I am, and I live have a, have a great life. Get to do commercials every That's, now, yeah, and, and he and he's great. He's funny. What? <laughs> I like. He the, doesn't get to do um, the David S. Pumpkins. He was funny in that when he's yeah. running the fucking elevator. Oh, I love. A lot of people don't under, don't like it. But I love the David Pumpkin skit. I think. Why don't they like? I it? think it's, it's the geni- fucking best. I think it's genius. I'm crazy for David Pumpkin. Yes. <laughs> fucking. Have you seen it? Of course, I've seen okay. it. I, I haven't watched much this year. Just because it's, I don't think it's for me anymore. At least not right now. It goes. I mean, it's like when um, I got to be honest. When uh, when Chris, uh, when Will Ferrell and them first came on it, I was not down. I'm like, I don't like this because I had grown up on Dana Carvey and you know that cast, and it just was different. But then once I settled in and started watching, I'm like these are they're really good cast members. So. Uh, Will Ferrell's very first sketch when he's just screaming at somebody to get off the shed. His <laughs> kids were on the shed. For the love of God. Yeah, I didn't see. I didn't see him until he was a little bit farther along. And then somebody introduced me to him. I was like, you got to see this Will Ferrell. I was like, all right, I'll give him a shot. We were watching. I was like, that guy's great. I thought that fucking Chris Kattan was a great. Chris Kattan was wonderful. Cast member. His story is terrible. Like what he got hurt really bad. Really? And, yeah. And then he got hooked on painkillers. And, mm. and he's a good guy. He just. He's a big sweetie. Yeah, he, he actually is a really great guy. And he had. Corky, what is it? Corky Romano. Oh, God, it's so bad. Former child star. Yeah, there, no, that's... That's Dickie Roberts. Yeah, I'm Dickie sorry. Roberts. His fucking... His catchphrase was, this is knuckin' futz. <laughs> this is knuckin' futz. <laughs> yeah, they're losing Kyle Mooney, who was great. Um, Pete, who was Bobby Moynihan. Pete wasn't on there. They've already anyway. lost him. I Bobby think. Moynihan left a long time ago. That was a big hit, because I love Bobby Moynihan. They fucked with him on... Uh, Rick and Morty a lot. This bastard. Bobby Moynihan yeah. co-wrote the David S. Pumpkin skit. Did he? Yeah. He's in it, didn't he? Yeah, he's in it. Okay. Too. It's him. Um, who's the other one? The dude that used to be on Wild and Out. What's his? Uh, Mikey Day. Okay. Oh, I like him too. Leslie Jones was in that. Um, the, the one guy who was... Uh, the main guy who was who was in the thing. I don't even know who that is, and I like it. Oh, he plays like Mike Pence and stuff. Yes, yeah. Oh, Beck Bennett. Yeah, he's awesome. He's, he's like he left. Er- he, he left, left last before year. this year. Yeah, and now his partner because Kim and Kyle Mooney had like a YouTube sketch show, mm-hmm. which was apparently very funny. I don't. Remember, I've only seen a few of them, and um, Kyle Mooney's leaving. He was awesome. Kyle Mooney has like this weird Saturday morning cartoon thing on Netflix that's supposed to be really weird and good. Hmm. That they did, I guess they did over the break for, for Saturday Night Live. Well, he's gone. Um, Kate McKinnon's gone. What are you going to do? Oh shit! Eddie Bryant's gone. What are you? Oh, do? I love Eddie Bryant. She, I think, I think she didn't get her due for a while. She was like, it took her a while. Yeah. I, I, my favorite thing she did though is she was the perfect straight man to Adam Driver's fucking the the uh, the the oil magnate guy who came to fucking bring your. What was it? To bring your, bring your parent to work day, and they're telling bring your uh, show and tell with your parents. Yes. Or whatever career day or something. Yes, uh, fucking um, Pete Davidson was playing his son, and Adam Driver was playing his dad. Have you seen that? Of course I have. It's have you seen that? I don't think so. That's no. one of the best fucking skits ever. And she does not. Some of them are like I don't like it. People laugh when they when they break up. 
it would be annoying after a while. I was like, it's a lack of professionalism. With uh, like with Jimmy uh, Fallon, Jimmy, yeah, he could just couldn't keep it together. Now, don't get me wrong, man. Sometimes nobody would keep it together, and the true professionals would break. But Will Ferrell didn't break hardly ever. Um, he tried to. He make made other, other people, people break. Yeah, but that's the you, thing. Von Druk. Like, <laughs> like the the, the, the post nine eleven skit where he came in, they relaxed the his office, <laughs> yes. office casualties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do those shorts have to be? So short. <laughs> but he props his leg up. Yeah. Um, um, I love this country. Um, there's uh Wasn't Amy Poehler on that skit? I don't think so. Because she like, you know, <laughs> she's fucking great. Like, yeah. I think she's one of the best ever. Like, and I'm a huge Parks and Rec fan. I thought that, I think that's one of the best shows ever put on TV. So. You ever watch 30 Rock? I have not. I think you'd what, love 30 Rock. Mm, it's joke, 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 what, joke, joke, joke. What about, uh, what, do you, what do you guys, where do you stand on the American office? I, I love it. it a lot. It's getting a lot more like nowadays after it's been off for almost 10 years. It's, it's, it's now like even cult yeah. famous. Like it's, well, I, liked I really it. liked it when it, I originally watched the. I liked know, it to, to begin with. I thought it was great. I thought it was one of those shows that I knew eventually I was really going to get into because, you know, the characters were so. So good, um, Andy Bernard ruins. But yeah, but you seen he's you in. hate him so bad. I do. He sucks so much, dude. I mean, he's I, it made the way I don't like Ed Helms. I don't like Ed Helms either. Like it, it, he was in the new vacation, and it was freaking dear dear. Fuck it, you. It was not. It was not watchable. Like it was like this is bad. Um, uh, yeah, the American Office rules. I mean, it went. The British Office is great. Very downhill after Michael. They got an was, Irish guy on there with last name Keenan. I, I kind of yeah. like that on uh, on the uh, British Office. Hmm. And he and apparently Michael the the Michael Scott of over there fucks with him for being Irish. Like yeah. he says all kinds of nasty things about Irish. He's people. Irish. <laughs> He's eating a potato there. Look at him eating a potato there. Potato. Look, oh, look at me eating a little potato. Look at him eating his potato. Doesn't quite, there. doesn't quite get it because no, he's Irish. He's Irish. He's stupid. <laughs> They do for half a second. I had a Gervais impression. It was almost halfway decent. It was good. Did you? You were a British. Do you like the British Office too? Yeah, I I like the American Office better though. I think. But like did the you first know five years? Did you know that there's a movie, um, where um whatever the, what's the character's name from the British Office that Gervais plays? David Brent. Yeah. David Brent goes on the road with his music. There's a movie. No, I didn't know that. Yes, it's on that's Netflix. Very I'm pretty. Sure. That's very him. And it's very funny too. Apparently, he's got a stand-up special coming out this week. He's great, man. I love it. I think he's a cunt. Like in real life, I well, don't think I'd like him. See, I think I think that's a I think that's a misdirect. I think that he'd be a perfectly lovely person. He'd be very British. They're very reserved and not bubbly. You know, he, his definitely a different style of humor. A lot of the things he does are so filled with heart and love, and like, and they're still very funny. But mm-hmm. like Derek. He played like a mentally challenged guy that lived and worked in an old folks home and that was just so sweet. Like one of the scenes where they have to put the uh, dog down. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I was bawling. And because he. What show is this? It's called Derek. Oh. He plays a mentally, mentally challenged guy that works and lives in an old folks home. And he's just hit him around a bunch of old people all the time. It, it's just a little slice of life. There's one scene they have to put a, the, the dog down for the old folks home. And he just completely loses it at this point puppet of a dog you know and, and cries God, that's, and it's, that's it great. was one of the most beautiful things and then he's got this show life after it's called after death yeah and it's just my lord there's one scene there's one scene with uh who's the guy that orchestrated the red wedding uh the old man in the chair that uh what's her face ended up slitting his throat 
He plays his dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know the actor's name, but he, he plays Walter his, Frey was a character. For he him. plays his dad in this show and God. his dad's losing it. Yeah. He's like, he's 80 some years old. He's losing his mind. He doesn't recognize his son. Some days, some days he does. And, um, uh, he's in there with his dad holding his hand. He goes, I love you, dad. And he goes, gay. Then <laughs> <laughs> they just start laughing. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, like some, a lot of his stuff, even though he's a bit of a cunt, It'll make you cry and it'll make you think and like well, the dealing of, with this shit the right way. The, the way invention you, of lying. I mean, that's that's also very good. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Didn't they have like a it was sort of like a podcast where they animated over the audio on HBO yeah. with and the the Carl dude was a lot there. Of Carl Pilkington. Yeah. Yeah. He always he always shit on Carl for everything <laughs> with your round head. <laughs> Is that the guy who has the alopecia? Uh, I think he's just bald, but he might have alopecia. No, I don't think because he doesn't have eyebrows or anything. He's in he's in Pompidou, right? That's the guy. No, that's not him. Okay, different guy. But I do love Pompidou. Pompidou. <laughs> I've never you would it. love Pompidou. I've never watched it. What, but what's this? It's Aaron a show Lena called Pompidou. Love it. I mean, it's just this. Matt Wall. Matt. I'll just show you the beginning of it, <laughs> and I think you'll love it. Uh, just give me the opening credits, baby. Maybe I can't find the opening credits. Pompadou theme. Pompadou. His name is Pompadou P. Pompadou. I think that's the guy I'm thinking of. It is. It is so stupid. This is a British comedy. I'm. Yeah, guessing. like here he is apologizing for something. <laughs> they never actually speak words, do they? He doesn't. No, 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 Speaking of comedies where the main character doesn't speak any words. Say Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean. Yeah, I've gone back. Those are great. They are. No, 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 no. You. It's very stupid, but I thought it was very funny. Maybe now. I've been watching British comedy, Faulty Towers. I've got. There's only two seasons. That's like a classic old Dude, it's the fucking. It's the best. Yeah, I like how PBS used to show, like. Reruns of British comedy. My mom got me started on yeah. those. Like, I actually started watching one a few. Uh, I, I need to get back into it. I, I started just de- got into it and started devouring them. Was uh, as time goes by. It's uh, Judy Dench and this other guy. I can't remember his name, but his name is Lionel in the show. And Clive something. And I bet probably. And they're <laughs> Nigel. There's these. There. It's this. They were had been seeing each other when they were younger, and then they lost touch with each other, and then they cross paths again, and they start. Seeing each, I mean, it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful show because it has all these really like poignant moments and like about older people being in love and stuff. And she's uh, Judy Dench is, I love her. I think she's for one thing for she's an older lady. She's quite a dame. absolutely beautiful. I mean, she's mm. quite a dame. Get it? He gets it. This guy gets it. Excuse me, I'll have my high fructose corn syrup. Only the finest in British humor. Why do I always sound like I'm constantly? Let's go to the theater. The theater. 
<laughs> My favorite part was the end. <laughs> you know, they dislike most things. <laughs> you know, dear, we could be engaging in sexual relations at this moment. Yes, we could, but let's not. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Almost. There we go. Good show. Uh, there we are. <laughs> and there we go. Um, Did you see the Jewish porn on fucking Family Guy? Well, I have a four hundred one k. And the, it's so bad that it's so racist. And then there's like the the Minnesota version. Oh crap! Oh, oh crap. crap! Oh yeah! Oh crap! Oh yeah! <laughs> Oh, here we go. Apartment buildings. Ooh. I have central air. Oh. <laughs> and a well-funded 401k. Oh, we are going to have sex at some <laughs> At some point. <laughs> hmm. Anybody want to do favorite things? Sure. Let's do favorite things. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, I forgot. There it is. And there's that. I love that drum fill because it seems like he fucked it up. Yep. Favorite things. This is the segment of the show where we talk about our favorite things from the week gone by. I know about things. <laughs> there, it's right next to stuff. Yeah. So what are your what kind of bullshit have you been reading and doing, and what kind of pompous ass bullshit are you going to spew out at us? Yeah, today? I'm pompous because I read. Yes. Yeah. Look at me. My eyes work. <laughs> I can form words from the page. Oh, uh, can I throw this in real fast? Speaking of reading, have you heard the new thing, bionic reading? No. Where they, like, the way our brains, like, uh, visualize words and process, mm-hmm. there's a new thing called bionic, bionic reading where they hi- highlight, it's either, like, the first syllable of each word in text or, like, the most... Um, Kind of like the most important part of the word, and it helps you read faster. It's just certain letters in the, each word are highlighted more. See, that's this is really weird because my fir- one of my first favorite things I, I finished um, the Ilium and Olympus by Dan Simmons. I finished those. That sounds like a very huge book. Uh, well, it's two books: Ilium, yeah, Ilium, and, and then Olympus. Um, there was a function where they, it's, these these people called the posthumans is a thing where it's like a these commands come up and one of them is sigiling where you go to a book and it just kind of goes into your head and it's you know it but it, you don't get as much from reading it i'm showing dutch also a, like example on, on the text reading. It, it just yeah it, just certain parts of like the most important like the strongest syllable or the, or the beginning of each word is highlighted okay, here's, more here's a video about and it's it. supposed to help your brain read faster read text faster i don't know if it actually works but well, i'm reading it really fast so <laughs> Hmm. That's that's supposedly like a, a new hot thing. Here's a I've video about. about it. If anybody is interested, as long well, it's a. But I think those things yeah. contribute to the destruction of the of language. I think that language Probably. is language is something that 
especially I've noticed that like um, in most of my song lyrics now are grunts and ticks. <laughs> I'm just kind of it's I'm pompadouing. I'm being pompadou. You throw no. some you throw some moans in I'm, there. No, I'm no, saying no. that yeah, most of my songs I'm like ah. no. I'm saying that people give up their language far too quickly and far too easily. I think that I think that language is art that you can communicate with. Like it's spoken like because to hear all these old languages. Like I was listening to people singing Irish. Celtic Gaelic It's beautiful Yeah And it's a dead language Essentially Even though there's There's places in Ireland Off the west coast of Ireland Where they do not speak English They only mm. they, they speak Irish And and some of them Refuse to speak English I think that's awesome The whitest of white people Being like Fuck e- you um, Even Even like Some Irish Dialects uh, that do speak English are so thick that it's hard for us to you, understand. Yeah, there, there, there are some spots, you know, that where it's really thick. But, you know, but usually it's the Scots. The Scots are so fucking. Their brogue is so tough. Here's yeah. a video about bionic reading. If you guys want to, uh, hold on a second. Okay. Any yeah. for your thoughts? <laughs> I hate Brenda, and a bad guy hit me in the shin, and I peed all in my pants. Nothing <laughs> 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 a little music can He's never seen it. <laughs> I think I have. He goes, Stop it now. <laughs> Is this where he bops him on the head with a coconut? <laughs> Listen to that bass line. Stroll on that beach. Said Seagulls This is making me think of how Paul Rudd uh, goes on Conan and shows the Mike and Me clip. Mac and Me. Yeah, Mike Mac and Me. Because it was basically a 90-minute McDonald's commercial. <laughs> it absolutely was. That's one of it the best really episodes. Was. Of, that's one of the best episodes of the new uh, Mystery Science Theater Review. Yeah, it's Mac and Me. Oh yeah, dude, my it's god, because I'd never watched all of Mac and Me until I watched it with it's so Jonah and the gang. Yeah. Whoa! It's so bad. <laughs> Everything they do in that movie, they somehow end up at a McDonald's, <laughs> and the kids are dancing, and you know, there's they're having a great time. There's kids in football uniforms, and it's like. <laughs> Yeah, like realistic. Like, I've never in went other to words, a McDonald's. Gonna poke me in the coconut? <laughs> where people were that happy to be there. It's more like resignation. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Well, we're good in McDonald's. Yeah. There are times where I'm excited. <laughs> for McDonald's. I'm excited about those two Big Macs sitting over there. Everyone's Six just like, Big Macs. this is where I am in life at a McDonald's. <laughs> this is <laughs> last. This is where I've become. Last I'll Saturday, become. after our uh, our round, uh, our two rounds over at Greenbrier State Forest, I went my way home. I went over and I got McDonald's, and I was very excited to go. I love Big Macs. Was it good? Oh man, have you? Ever they been- do it different there. Which one? It was like good. The one in uh, Greenbrier. The one in Smithers oh, was, yeah. was no, for a while notoriously bad. Now it's great. It, it's now slow. It's it used to be really slow yes. drive through. Yeah. Uh, the one in, uh, uh, not Chillion. Cedar Grove. Oh, Cedar Grove. Uh, no, uh, Bell. Bell. It's called Bell. Quincy. Yeah. The one in Quincy was great at one point and then became a shit show. Hmm. And I think they're okay again. But Summersville was pretty good. Yeah, Someone's there's some of them that are just day. fucking always on point. Their fries are always great. They really take it seriously. You know, like there's a Dairy Queen, the Dairy Queen in Montgomery, always top notch, always. I mean, they they, they people work there forever. Can they pay really well? Mm-hmm. Any uh, Chick Fil A you've Chick-fil-A ever been to? Fucking best. 
I mean, they take that shit really seriously, and they don't allow rude people to work there. If you're rude, oh, I lo- I that's like, awesome. Instead of instead you know? of. Uh, well, I was going to say, instead of customer always right attitude, they probably still have that, but... Uh, they do, but... There's limits to that, I think. <laughs> there are limits to that, and American customers are the worst, but, um, you know, it's just sometimes you get to a place where everybody's, like, on the same page, and they really care about their job and stuff like that. It's like this, you know, that's a good segue into Zero Dreams of Sushi. Zero Dreams of Sushi. It's... Son. This guy, man, has done the same thing for, like... Should I pull a trailer? 60 years. Yes, pull a trailer. And you ever heard about this? You have to I apprentice have for ten years before they'll even let you cook the rice. So, it, oh, yeah. so it's a documentary about yes. how to become a sushi chef. the The, the restaurant is about specifically as specifically for as, him. about as big as this room, and they're booked a month in advance. It's ten seats. Yeah, it, I love it, dude. It was it was tremendous. I love. They put it. out good documentaries. Yeah, they, they really do. Just look how tiny it is. It's in a subway. subway. Eat fresh. Right, folks? Come on. But that stuff is fresh. Mm. It absolutely is. He picks all the fish. Like, he allows his son to do it now because he had a heart attack when he was doing it. But for a while, he he would only he would only do it. That looks good. He's extremely harsh. Do you like sushi? I do not. Uh, would you eat this, though? You know, do you like, like the cooked sushi? It's not really. Uh, yeah, sushi. I've had it. It's good. <laughs> like a rookie roll. So I think yeah, that's yeah. what the connoisseurs call it. That's how they do the seaweed right there. They have to, you know, flip it. His son is great too. Yeah, there's the grass. There's the fish market they have to go to and pick it out. It's so. Uh, I, I, I advise anybody to watch this, and it'll make you want to do anything in your life that is a job and do it well and not complain. Yeah, they form it like this, and then he he takes it and he sets it on your table and he stands there. And some people, they say they won't go in there because they're intimidated. Yeah. And he's. Like the sushi Nazi. Come no, on, folks. It's almost like they give you a bite at a time, or so. It's yeah, so like absolutely. There's meticulously a, like, made. It's yeah, literally made to order for so many courses, and then you have, you know, they're showing all the ones like um, one of his under chefs was trying to do this the egg thing forever, and he could never get it right. And the guy was he he's like he's not he's he's like if you don't achieve he's he's harsh, and he he doesn't hit anybody yelling at anybody, but he's just so. Brutal, brutally honest. That's not good. He has really high level of expectation. Absolutely, and he believe, he thinks everybody should achieve it. His older son is going to take over that restaurant, and then he's got another son who opened his own sushi restaurant. And it's a a lot of people go there. It's a bigger place, and you know they they've got to be rolling in money at this point. But they were so poor growing up, they couldn't have anything. I loved it, dude. I was it made me go to my job today, and as the jobs could not be more disparate. You know, yeah. I'm fucking hot and dangerous and all that shit, and you know, really doing something that's still to this day one of the most brutal jobs on earth. You know, it, it just doesn't get much harder, you know, other than like crab boating or stuff like that. And um, and I'm not talking about the, the difficulty of the job itself. I'm talking about the conditions. Yeah, the conditions are awful. Right. And um, I came there and I did not today. I was just like, just did my thing and thought about what I was doing. Because that's he's like to concentrate and get good at something and do and be be so good at it that you don't even think about it. it's effortless. And there are things that I do at that job and I'm getting almost effortless at, mm-hmm. like stoking the furnace. I'm really good at it. I can 
I know where the wall is, like in this machine, and I can come right like there. And sometimes I'll tap it, but that's only because I know I'm going to tap it. You know what I mean? And it's just, I it's just that feeling when you're in Zen and I'm whipping the machine out and going into place and pulling out and just like you know, don't even. I love it. I love doing that. I'm almost. I love my job. Uh, whenever I'm on a, a forklift anymore, I'm almost asleep while I'm doing it. I, I know exactly what I'm state. doing at all times. It's a Zen state. Well, it's like uh, you're removed from it. It's like after you've driven for yeah years, like you don't remember how you got there. You just automatically your brain went into driving mode. You can't remember dri- actually driving. That's disturbing it. sometimes. It yeah. is like I mean, dri- driving to work, like a place you go every day. Right. You know? Like there are parts of driving to now. I'm I've gotten used to this road going to Virginia, and um, I'll, it's James River Turnpike, which is. You know, I don't know if you've ever driven it, but it's not pleasant. I mean, and I'm just like it's uphill both ways. I think because I think I've been on that road. Um, it seems like it. It's it should be you take 65 it Sam- miles an hour, but it's 50 for some reason. Because for some reason, other states that surround us have 50 mile an hour interstate. Well, this one's in West Virginia, but it's like it, it, it takes you from Anstead and you're going down into Elkins. Okay, and then it takes you to Sam Black Church, where you get onto the Actually, it takes you to Smoot Road, and then you get on there and take it out. Elkins. Did you mean Elkview? Elk. No. Did you mean Raynell? It might be Raynell because you go um, through. It's route six through Anstead. Yeah, and then you take. You don't yes. go up towards Morgantown, right? Can I right. throw in a quick bit about Raynell? What? It's the only town I've ever seen have a combination H and R Block Pizza Hut. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking brilliant. <laughs> Go on, proceed. Uh, but they're, then, then I, we took a. I mean, this is kind of off subject. But then we took another road back, which um, went to Richwood, and we did not get on a main road the entire way. And it was beautiful mm-hmm. through the mon, you know, the the forest, and we went we went to um, um, Cranberry Glades, which had never been. I was like, this is gorgeous. I, I, you did know. you get a stomp on the? On the glades? No, it was squished down into them. Yeah, the water doesn't come up or anything. It's just very spongy. It's really cool. Like I I can't wait to go back. But anyway, um, Tyler Childers has a song about the Grammar Glades. Really? Yeah, it's called Universal Sound. That's fucking awesome. It's very kind of psychedelic-y. I can see that. Yeah. So, Jira Dreams of Sushi. That's a favorite thing. Um, Then I finally I finished the last Earthsea book, which is called Tahanu. I mean, it was. I don't know if you are familiar with Earthsea. It's uh, it's one of the greatest fantasies of all time. Like it's it's it ranks with Lord of the Rings, stuff like that. It's uh, it's four books, and the last one's Tahanu, and the and the main character, essentially through the whole thing, is this character named Ged, who's a wizard. In the third book, he conquers death. There's this awful creature who's keeping everybody alive, but their quality of life is nothing. So he goes into this, they call it the dry place. And him and this prince, this young prince, and he becomes a king, of course, go in this place and beat this thing and come walking back out of it. They had to go. and But it used all of his magic power. Like, it's done. And I thought for sure in this last book, because he was in it. And um, he's not. Like, it didn't give him his powers back. Oh. And it was like ended. Rage against the machine would tell you to take the power back. They would indeed. Europe, my rope to swing on. Here's an Earthsea trailer. They used to make trailers for books. I don't know if they still do. This might be a stupid quick. Earthsea, is it kind of like a water world? It is. It's like islands. It's all these islands. And it's all the thing about it is it's so forward thinking. All the characters pretty much are people of color. Fun fact Waterworld is his favorite movie. Yeah. It isn't, is it? 
It's right behind my top favorite, Waterworld 2, mm-hmm. the watering. Yeah. Water boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> the shape of water. That's a great movie. Oh, that, yeah. that actually is. That's that's a, a, I haven't seen it yet, but I know. That is good. a very good movie. It's a, what's his face? Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro. He's a very he, fucked Pan's up. Labyrinth is one of the most amazing experiences mm-hmm. I've ever gotten. Lady fucks a fish. I'll just tell you that much. Here's a trailer for that book. It's kind of fun having trailers for books. There's a place where land meets water. Yeah, it's called the beach, you cunt. I guarantee they're going to make him white. He's not white. Yeah. That's freaking... I think this is fan-made. What's he look like in the book? The book, he's... uh, living thing has... He doesn't... Which is... Oh, nice. They made... Awesome. Good for them. They made the... Um, that's Ogion is the name of that character who Danny Glover's playing. But um, so this was a show, apparently. Yes, it was. Okay, it wasn't good, apparently. No, um, it was. I'm sure it was fine. But it, Danny Glover, it deserves the big budget treatment. It's and I'm talking about a Netflix. Show. I'm too old for this Earth Sea shit. I'm too, <laughs> too old for this dragon. Um, dragging my ass around, getting tired of this bullshit. He just walks away. Motherfucker, white people. <laughs> no, um, Gad is the name of the character. He's he's depicted as um, I've depicted him as being like almost Phoenician looking, like Arabic, almost Arabic looking, Egyptian um, sort of. Yeah. People from Phoenix are called Phoenician. <laughs> <laughs> Quit being a faggot and suck that dick. Louis <laughs> the only white people in it are these people f- uh, are the are from are they called Kargish, and they're like savages. They're like warriors, and they conquer people and do all kinds of. But I think she was trying to make a statement, um, and um, I love it. And it's the, it's the perfect thing for our time now. And if they would make it properly, then even the most if you could pick, the hardest leftist would be satisfied. You know, if you could pick like who to make it, script writers, Jordan directors. Peele. Ooh. Isn't it crazy? Absolutely. I know to he's write and direct it. I absolutely know he's read it. He that he is he's a nerd up and down. He has definitely read the It's, it's crazy how talented he is at non-comedy. And even though, even well, writing. it's just crazy that okay, we've had this discussion. Like they're doing this in fantasy, and I'm okay with it. Like I, I've read the backstory with the thing on that's going on with the Game of Thrones. It's it's a cool idea with the um the Black Valyrians. Mm-hmm. I think that's a cool idea. You know, originally I wasn't too sure about like they're just going to lump that in. It's not going to be good, but they're going to they're going to do it well. But anyway, they're taking fantasy and, and like in Lord of the Rings, they're now Black Elves for some reason. To me, that's not that is so far away from the original subject matter, and it's just kind of silly, you know. So, you know, unless you were having like uh, Dritzdo Erden, who was the dark, where I did the show about. Was a was a dark elf. You can do them as being black. That would be canon. It would be cool and it would fit. You know, don't lump something in. You know, he. There are black fantasies out there, and I consider Earthsea one of them. And he could do it, and it would be its own thing. It would be distinct. It would be great. Just keep the thing as it is, and don't. I'm not saying co-op because that's a negative. Have Winston Duke in it? Is he still living? Is his name Winston Duke? It's Winston something. The the guy from uh, Black Panther, the rival to Black Panther at the beginning. I think it might be Winston Duke. Um, it's Winston Duke. I think it's Bill Duke's son. Um, but played for Duke Lacrosse. Is it David Duke? <laughs> <laughs> That's so odd. I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> um. <laughs> But no, I finished the last book, and the way uh-huh. it goes is there, and it's, it got really dark because he saves this young girl in uh, called the Tombs of Adewan, which is this girl. She's 
put there to be this priestess in a, in a it's a very ancient culture and they no longer under, realize why they're doing shit they're just going through the motions and she's got all this power but she can't leave and then Ged comes there to find this ring this thing that's for the, the the king and he gets stuck there and then he helps her out and then she just becomes a regular person like he takes her back to gond is where he's from and this uh wizard was going to teach her and then it was just like well and then it's so very like shitty patriarchal even on ged's part he's like you can't be taught you're a woman you know oh shit but she addressed that how she knew that I think she knew that was going to be the way the whole time because they addressed that because by the end of it, you know, I can't really explain how it was, but she takes in this girl who's got half her face burned off. These people threw in a fire after they raped her. Jesus it, Christ. It, it was nuts. And, but then it turns out that she's a dragon and like, you know, in the end, like these, it was just dude, it was such an ending. And I, and I, what I love about her is that they're only about a couple hundred pages long and they're, you know, fucking Game of Thrones is this, and he can't. He and he can tell a story as good as she can. I can, I think, but I don't know, man. She's able to do so much with so few words, and I think it's. I think mm-hmm. some of these writers could use a little bit of that. So I finished those. And I'm happy about more it. efficiency in their economy writing. of words. Yeah, um, like um, I always said that uh, the uh, historian Barbara Tuckman has some of the best economy of words. She can paint something. Right now, and I know exactly. I can see it, and I can feel it, and I would, I would like that some of that in my running. So I would you no know, filler, exactly. All killer, no filler. Cause, but then I started. Uh, no, us at all. We left when old people fall. Some forty one. Anybody fat lip? Come on. Yeah, yeah. I watched American uh, Pie the other day, so it was on there. That takes uh, me back to my college days. God. Yes, I kind of like some forty one. Um, I like a couple of them songs, man. They were one of those good nouveau punk bands that everybody hated at the time, and then well, everybody loved them. And then they started hating them. Now they're like, they, it's okay to like. They were big when I was in college. I remember they were like one of the Blink clones. You had Blink yeah, come yeah. out, and then you had uh, OK Go, and you had which was just the members of Blink. Yeah, I don't uh, want to. Uh, I don't want to waste my time become another casualty of society. I'll never fall in line, become another victim of your conformity. Oh God, that's so fucking just. Uh, it's anyway, like let's copy and paste punk lyrics. Exactly, it really is. Um, but then I finished that, and then I started again. Um, the Deathgate Cycle, which is uh, just it's Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman who do these Dragonlance books. They don't get a lot of respect in the realm of epic fantasy because you know it's this Dungeons and Dragons type world. And that kind of colored the rest of their work. The Deathgate Cycle is one of the best fantasies I've ever read, and it's about these two. Uh, Races of of uh, wizards, sorcerers, whatever, who have probability magic, and one of them, the good guys, you know, they, they turn that on its head, though, sing and and trace these things in the air and do there's like that. The bad guys do this thing where they have tattoos on their body and they connect them to do it, and the good guys through the bad guys in this place called the labyrinth, and went to sleep and left them there, and the labyrinth, like took on an awful life of its own at first it wasn't it wasn't a violent place but when they went to sleep it got the thing of self-preservation so it started creating all these awful monsters and then these people had to their whole lives was getting to the last gate and it was 
dude, it's fucking amazing. Like the 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 one of the first scenes is Haplo's main character is there. Like you can see the last gate right there, and it's an open plane. He takes off running, just trying to get there. And the labyrinth throws up these two monsters in front of him. They're just they're they're like giant beetles. And if you don't hit them right off in the heart, then they will catch you. Yeah, I drop yeah, a, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> the uh, drop of their blood becomes another one. Oh, and then fuck. so yeah, so he kills the one, and he turns to deal with the other one, and it, and it kill and it's almost killed him. You'll never get by me. I'm Ringo. <laughs> we're just four boys. We were two boys. Now we're now four, we're four boys. boys. Cut me, and there'll be five of us. <laughs> then there'll be six. Oh, here comes Billy Preston. <laughs> but they were like, that's one of the the best scenes, is because his the guy who made it before uh, before him is this this lord. He's like this ancient. He, he's the first one to make it, mm-hmm. and he was going to help him over the gate and the guy pushed him away and said, I've earned this and he's bleeding, dying and he pulls himself over it and then he collapses and he takes, that's awesome. Like he's like, I've earned this my whole life going through this fucking thing and I'm getting out of here. Sort of like Bane. Kind of. Yes. I mean, yeah. um, except for Bane probably deserved to be, I, I'm so glad that I started on this series again. Cause it's, it's, I just tear through it. And it's like seven books long. Really? Um, uh, What's the name of it again? The, the Death Gates. Death Gates. Great you, name. You piqued it my is. interest when you said mentioned probability magic because mm-hmm. I like math. What what exactly is probability magic? Well, <laughs> they actually have one of the coolest things about it. If you ever wanted to read it, there's a part in the back where they explain how their magic works. They have music that they wrote for it. These two people, Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman. Margaret Weiss, I've talked to her on on Twitter and stuff. She's an amazing person. I love her and. Um, they're so creative and they're so great. Now it has some of the tropes that people get tired of in fantasy. There's elves and dwarves and stuff like that. But there, the, okay, the Sartan who are the good good guys sundered the world into different worlds according to like the elements. There's the air world, Arianus, and then there's the fire world, Pyron, and then there's uh, the world of Earth, which is um, I can't remember its name offhand. And these different races had to adapt to live there, so. It's so cool how they created all these cultures of all these different groups of all these different races trying to adapt to it. On the air world, the elves don't can't deal with they they can't deal with animals like they're not good with animals, so they have mechanical magic. And then the humans can make can ride dragons, and they can do all kinds of crazy shit like that. And the elves think that's unclean. You know, they think it's you know a lot of cultural stuff there. You might have just named the album JMO and I are recording mechanical magic. Yeah, that is that really is really cool. It is a really cool. Uh, I, but then the dwarves are in this place that's like below everybody else uh, in these. Uh, it's always raining there. It's called the Maelstrom, and they're working on this giant machine called the Kixie Winzy, which. They don't know what it does, and nobody knows what it does, but they know how to fix it. They're Morlocks. They're from you know from the time machine. They don't know what they're doing. This is they just have to keep doing it. And then the elves come down. Everybody, well, they're coal miners. That's exactly <laughs> actually what the coolest thing about it is is that the character at the beginning, his name's Limbeck, is he's got a he's got a union. He's forming a union and he's writing speeches. I'm sitting right. going, fuck the, yeah, the Pinkertons. It, it just sounded like you said Glenn Beck formed a union. And that doesn't sound right at all. <laughs> no, God no. He'd be <laughs> definitely against that. You know, his name's Limbeck, and he's. It's, they're called a uh, WUP W U P P. It's very, it's <laughs> very, it's very British sounding. Like all the things they say, and very almost there's Whoopi Nubbles. Kid, well, so, some of the things they say are very kid like, like uh, the Lech Zingers and stuff like that. It's, it's really the way they put it together is beautiful. And um, Haplo was sent by. Uh, he's the first patron. He has to go to these different worlds and foment chaos, and then and then they're going to come back and conquer it's it. Loki. 
Essentially, yes, but Haplo, it's a, and the thing about it is, it's essentially a, a story about a guy and his dog, because he just takes his dog with him. And then they fly in these different places. The second one is in this, uh, is in the world of fire, so it's never night there. It's always day, and there's these giant, they're, the, the trees are so big that there's continents on the backs of trees. I mean, the trees are so big you can't see them, something like that. Exactly. Know? And nobody knows what's going like the, 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 there's lakes inside of leaves and shit like that. It's fucking awesome. It's great. Mm. Idea. Such cool ideas. And then the, the most terrifying one is the world of uh, Earth. Um, and it's like all underground. And then their magic has been so spent by trying to just keep themselves alive that all the other races have died. And the Sartans are the Sartan are the last ones. They don't even really know who they are at this point. But they use these this magic to bring people back. They, 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 it's a necropolis culture. They've got zombies doing their shit for them. Like, mm. and it's this really dark. It's dude. At, at some point, I was reading, and it was it's actually scary. Like because Haplo's trying to get out of there, and they're chasing him. Like, <laughs> and they're zombies who are like you know can use magic and shit, and they're trying. To, it's it's really fucking good. The the tie up is great. The ending's great. It would make a tremendous show. It will never get made because it's just not one of those too big. What's it, it called again? The Death Gate Cycle. The first book is Dragon Wing. Second one is Elven Star. Third do one. Do you have is physical fu- copies of these? I do. I have. Uh, I have a couple of. Uh, uh, I'll I'll show you when I'm done with Dragon Wing out in the car right now. I'm I'm reading it again. You can borrow it if you like because I'm buying them all from Thrift Books. I paid five dollars for this book and this beautiful book. And that it's for me. It's like you know you you find that band that nobody else knows about. For me, being a massive fantasy fan, this is the thing that I know about that a lot of people. It's like uh, indie fantasy. It is. It very much is. Um, it's definitely not George R. R. Martin and stuff like that, like epic like that. But it is more epic in its but way. These are these were written probably back just like music, eighties and nineties. Yeah, back when you didn't have to please literally the entire world to have something make it. Well, they had I mean? a following. Like, the, see, the thing about it was the, the coolest thing about it was is that Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman got booted out of when Wizards of the Coast bought TSR they booted them out essentially and they said we want to do what we want to do and they said but you guys are on the hook for like another this last book so they like said okay and they pulled the pillars of the world down behind them and said have fun with that and they could never fucking recover it they actually got that actually made them bring them back to try to rescue everything because book sales suffered and all this stuff this is Dragonlance people Dragonlance Chronicles and Legends and all that shit so they took one of the characters Fizzban you know Fizzban the wizard of course I know Fizzban and they and they turned his name to Ziffnab and he's like he's the same character only he's like except for he's got a mustache no 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 I mean <laughs> he does all, he does all kinds of crazy shit like that like he's like can I be James Bond this time he's got this big dragon and he says shit that's like fourth wall breaking you know what I mean it's it's fucking amazing he's <laughs> um, like remember the time when <laughs> essentially he does like um, and uh, use Ted Danson's head as an awning <laughs> god so I remember that one. Um, I, I can't wait to get into the other books. Uh, Dragon Wing is great. One of the characters is Hugh the Hand, this fucking assassin who like never loses, and he he's just great characters. Man, they're so great at characterization. The worlds are so finely crafted. Um, the books are flawless. There's not a bad book in the series, you know. Um, I like the, when the the fights happen, like. Zar, who's the Lord Patron, goes to this world, and there's these giant Titan things who are created by the Sartan, and they they're dumb, but they can use magic. And then he's like fighting with one of them, and he's tiny, and the thing's huge. And he's like throwing fucking magic at it, and it's like you know, it, it would be it would be so epic to see it like on the screen somewhere. Um, so there's that. Um, Dan Simmons, of course, have finished that book. One of the best things I liked about Ilium is at the end, Achilles they threw this fucking. Uh, <laughs> 
this uh, love potion on him for this Amazon that he killed. Penthesilea is her name. That Which she love loves potion one. Number nine. Number, number nine. Okay, that's the good one. That's the wow. Mm-hmm. That's the expensive one. Actually, it's, it's, that's what it's called in the book. I just fucking realized that. It, I'm serious. It's called number nine. They're like, you used number nine on him, didn't he? He's like, you're yeah. fucked, buddy. So he has to try to get her revived. So he goes and he kill, actually kills Zeus. It's fucking. But then they, he revives her and Zeus he Zeus Tiny Lister. It's funny about the number nine. Like, it's the best love potion, but the worst revolution. Yeah. <laughs> There's two people in our audience that got that. Beatles fans. I'm enough to know about. I'm. I know enough about it to find it funny, but not as much as you guys. Um, <laughs> number nine. The number nine. But then when he revives her, number the Amazon, nine. he can't fucking stand her. So the last part of the book is him like riding off to the distance and them arguing. Like <laughs> what goes in the ground's not the same that comes out. She's just so. She's just like. You think I'm fucking following? You? And he's just like. You know, he's riding his horse, and it's. He's very good at comedy. Um, it didn't tie up like very well, but it was so much fun to read. I remember reading it the first time and being like, well, that wasn't Hyperion. Hyperion is this epic fucking science fiction thing he made, which they're trying to convert now into a show or something. That is one of the finest works of science fiction ever. It's huge. And you consider yourself more of a fantasy or science fiction guy. Definitely a fantasy guy. Yeah. Um, I like science fiction, but the science fiction has to be, have, almost have to have a fantasy element. Well, eventually science fiction becomes science fact. You know what I mean? Well, um, dude, the crazy thing about it is, is Tad Williams and Dan Simmons have been so prescient in the shit that they've written in their books. Like, it's so, it is, I don't know if they did their research or they're just that smart that they could figure the shit out. Or Dan Simmons called Facebook. He called, he called all that. Like, um, you know, uh, AI, he called this AI. I mean, the, which is, we're moving into that. And it's very scary now. We're getting into that. Well, um, or, was Orwell science? Fi- he, I don't know what he was, but he like, was social. Like, he was, he was science. Yeah, almost like everything. Animal, animal Farm wouldn't be sci fi. It's, it's social commentary. It is social but, commentary. It's like, it's like rabble rousing social commentary. I mean, just, you know, it's just like, two weeks ago, our government created a ministry of truth. Excuse me? Yeah. And then. It, there was such outrage about it on both sides that they just was like, you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> it wasn't called the Ministry of Truth, but it was a Ministry of Truth. Well, but the thing about it is... We've it, always been at war with Eurasia or whatever it's called. East Asia. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The what is, what is the quote? To only believe uh, from the official source or whatever. That's what they said in 1984. It's just... Like this is what they're doing. Well, I mean, but that's where that's where we're headed. That's why I'm, uh, you know, my I introduced my friend Tim to George Carlin, which I'm getting way back into George Carlin again. And one George Carlin skit completely set my my political meter back. I do not care. I have no I have no dog in the game, no dog in the fight. I don't give a fuck. Let it burn. I don't care. So please let it burn. I mean, I'm just Imagine saying all the disc golf courses we create if everything burned. I'm saying I I love. I'm like Carlin I think I think that Carlin was I think he was patriotic At one point mm-hmm. And then he saw This slow erosion Of all the shit And it drove him Eventually nuts Like not really nuts But he got so Angry about it That his comedy Started slanting To that much more he, went, he got away from Well I don't There's nothing wrong Being preachy If you're, if you're funny sh- Sure And the crazy thing About it is Is I know all kinds Of right wing people Who love George Carlin mm-hmm. And I'm just like it's nuts. And because he shit on everybody pretty hard. Yes, he did. And he, he he was talking about he had a whole bit about the politicians. And he's just like, maybe it's not the politicians that suck. If you have stupid, ill-informed, callous citizens, 
you're drawing politicians from that group of people. He shit on Americans. He didn't like Americans. You know, he he didn't like what Americans had become. And I'm in that boat myself. I love what this country, its promise, what it what it could have done. You know, but I think that we're in such a bad spot right now that I just have to walk away from it, or I'm going to have a heart attack. I mean, you know how bad I how bad it was driving me crazy. Yeah. And now I've let it go. I'm much happier. Yeah. Stop uh, so, paying attention. So I just can't do it anymore. So I'm I'm, I'm Carlin. I can't wait to watch that fucking it's that documentary. Part. Yeah, it's a, two pie. like two two hours each almost. I'm fucking excited about it. I love George Carlin. Um, and um, well, that's I wonder what's the Gary Shandling one too. It's been out for a long oh time. the Zan of Gary I Shandling. Love Gary Shandling. He was great, dude. Um, the gym, great teeth, going really really great. Um, fucking smashing every fucking PR every week. And um, when you bench press over 125 pounds, yeah, it? absolutely. It's wow, great. so strong, man. <laughs> so muscle big. <laughs> you know that, you know that happened to me at a Chinese place one time. <laughs> the own, I'm serious at a Chinese buffet. I'd just come from the gym and I was younger, you know. And he's like, Ooh, you know, and like he was a nice guy, and I was. So like, you go eat. You need food. You big man. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> kind of laughed. He did. It, he did it jokingly and friendly. You know what I mean? Um, he said, "Listen here, Charlie. <laughs> go back to the <laughs> wait." He was telling him that. Hey. hey. No, but that's uh, that was pretty much. Uh, there was there's quite a few favorite Someti- things. Sometimes it takes me a minute to get to the drop. Excuse me. So he was telling him that. <laughs> but that good was, one, JMO. <laughs> but that was pretty much it, it for me. <laughs> you can go fuck yourself. Uh, favorite things, Jamo. You got any favorite things? You, 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 uh, you've been playing disc golf. Yeah, last weekend. Last I'm, weekend was my, a good one for last, you. <laughs> last weekend was my favorite thing was disc golf. Uh, after the day, I take that back. But yeah. for a while, you know, intermittently, it's my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, last week Jamo finished second in the Greenbrier State uh, Forest Classic. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. And I, I, got Excelente. My, I got my largest um, payout. It's not in cash, but like gift certificate stuff. Um, How much was it? 75 for a second. And I think f- first got like 95, something like that. Hmm. Disc credit or bag. You get a bag. Nice. Or whatever you yeah. want from the store. T-shirt. Uh, tablecloth. Sweatshirt. Hoodie. As you can see by my skinny jeans and hoodie. <laughs> uh, what'd you shoot there last week? Uh, so bo- it was two rounds of 21 holes each at Greenbrier State Forest. Oh, I forget what the exact. Uh, I oh, I think I was, I was plus five one round, which is like, for me, that's a high rating. Uh, plus five at Greenbrier State Now, Forest. where is this Greenbrier? Where is Greenbrier, Greenbrier State, State uh, it's 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 closer to it's Caldwell. Okay. It's closer to White Sulphur Springs than it is Lewisburg. Okay. It's right off the highway. Yeah. The interstate. Uh, Hour and forty eight minutes from here. Yeah, it's a little bit closer to White Sulphur Springs than Lewisburg. I'm, yeah, I think I know where where that is. So beautiful part, beautiful disc golf course. Mm-hmm. Um, the front nine is all open field. Back nine is all woods. All We're woods. back twelve, I guess. Yeah. Thirteen, twelve. Twenty-one holes. What the, I think I, I think I went plus five and plus seven, and then yeah. you, you had you had a rough first round, but you had an epic comeback in the second round. I scratched my way up to the top five. You finished awesome. fourth or fifth or something like that. Today you well 
Today we've played the last round of the KVR tournament, which yeah. was a three round A tier, bigger tournament. And it was. There had to be two hundred people in this tournament, in all the divisions. Uh, altogether, oh gosh, and it was like mostly AMs this year. Um, I want to say like one hundred and forty four or something altogether, which is still pretty big. My maybe more. Off. I don't know. Maybe more. And where do you finish in that? Oh, uh, <laughs> what? Well, so in our division, there ended up being like th- what thirty five, thirty six people. Thirty four, I think. And uh, after the f- the two rounds yesterday, I was kind of middle of the pack, but I had a bad round today, so I finished twenty third. And Dutch like overcame me today. He had a good 21st. round first. Yeah, that's not 21st. bad. I was I had a bad second round yesterday, decent first round, and today yeah. I, I here here's. I started with a double bogey. Did really well in the middle. Only had one bogey, I think, from there. Mm. Maybe two. Then I finished with another double bogey. Mm-hmm. I clawed my way back Bookend. to even and ended up plus five. But, but your, it's fine. But your round rating was still good. Still pretty good. Yeah. Sometimes it's you can't always go by where you finish. In this, like A tournament like this had a lot of like people come from out of state to play it, and when they're coming from out of state to play a disc golf tournament, they're usually pretty good. You know, they're, they're and a lot of people are in like there's there's certain rating limits. Your average rating has to be below a certain number to be in like novice and stuff. Mm. And there's a lot. It was concentrated in the high high ratings yeah. for the division. So yeah. considering that, you know, I'm, I'm happy. okay with it. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I'd uh, I'd like to have performed a little bit better at wine cellar. But what are you going to do? Discs hit trees. And today uh, I had one of those rounds where like everything went wrong, like all the bad roll. Like I specifically purchased two, two floppy floppy discs, discs which is just, weird. Mm-hmm. It's just rubber, like a soft rubber disc, and they're they're legal to play, but they're great for like when you're putting on like a steep, uh, like a steep bank, the green like. Where it's likely to roll away, like the rubber disc will more like will splat more often and be mm-hmm. much less like a roll away. Well, today even those rolled away for yeah, me. God. It's gonna be terrible. <laughs> they were so like, flopping over. So I had birdies and <laughs> birdie and par putts roll away, uh, and then up being like double bogeys and oh, stuff. Shit, that's right. Which is one of those days that happens. That's what golf is always interesting because it's hard to be consistently good because there's so much. There's so many random variables. All, always at play mm-hmm. that you know it depends on a, the conditions a lot and just you know minor you know just minor re- changes in your release angle or wind or whatever so many variables it's, it's always interesting we should ask tiger he did he's yeah tiger dropped out yeah, of he's the done pga championship yeah, he's yeah yesterday did awful like really awful so. he's having a rough time it's amazing that he's even walking Actually, I showed this to Jay. I didn't realize he was already 46. I didn't realize he was that old. He'd be a a year older than me. Showed this to J-Mo earlier. It is a rundown of everything that went into... uh, (laughs) I'd say that John Daly. John Daly's body. 21 cigs, 12 Diet Cokes, six packs of peanut M&Ms, and 0.0 ounces of water during his round. What struck me is... Is that real? Yes. Oh, my God. That's a lot of caffeine for, like, four hours. Yeah. Diet Cokes. That's a lot of packs of M&Ms for four hours. It is. And you know they're not just the store-bought pack. They're the movie kind that are big. I guarantee it. Jesus. Yeah. Fucking John Daly is I don't think I could eat that. I could. 
Yeah. You're out there burning is, calories. Yeah. I don't eat that many M&Ms, but that is a good, like, disc golf, hiking snack, peanut M&Ms. Well, dude, M&Ms just in general are just like, they're yeah. so, you can't stop. I mean, yeah. you, you crack open the big bag, you just got to keep going. Yeah. You guys see that people are mad that there's a fat lady on the cover of the new Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue? I know that uh, Jordan Peterson talked a bunch of shit. Yeah. Um, I, I I like him, I guess, but sometimes he is just sometimes a, you just say things that are dumb. Yeah. I mean, and like, you know, like. She's not attractive. Oh, like, I'm sorry, not beautiful. I'm like, come I, on, man, I, just shut up. You know, you. she's hot. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not just saying that to just just to say that bigger women are beautiful, but like, she is attractive. Yes. I, like, I, I find that attractive. I mean, I, I do agree with the thing that you know they're trying to sell. You know, like uh, Tess. What is Tess Holiday? Was that her name? Yeah. If they put she, her on it, then you're like, okay, hold on. Right. Or like I mean, Lizzo. Or, I don't think that they're not attractive. I mean, I, I do think Tess Holiday is beautiful, but at the same time, I don't don't try to sell that as healthy. Like, we have so many skewed ideas of, of body image. Yeah. You know? I mean, I've taken that's down, not what's wrong with that? I've taken down hogs way bigger than her, and I would be absolutely fucking. She's beautiful. elated if she showed even the slightest bit of interest in me. She's beautiful. Yeah. She's got a perfect face. I mean, her titties could oh, she be bigger. Have, she does have a face. Now that you mention it, her titties could be bigger for my taste. Sure, you, she's got them childbearing hips. It's got to be a big, fat ass. <laughs> got to have a big old fat ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just a big old. Yeah, I think your compliments are worse than somebody's. Than some people's insults. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> your, yeah, your compliments are more offensive than it's just a jumble wobble. <laughs> Just a hoobah-baha. Slow cooking that stank. Marinating in it. Um, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't, like, there's also another cover with Kim Kardashian on it, but, like, she's also been, I don't think, she's I, been surgically altered. Exactly. I don't, I, see, I, I got in the discussion with, um, you know, Ron Livingston. No, we were talking, me and a buddy of mine were talking about, uh, steroids were growing up and you know how we were subjected to you know so much abuse and i've talked about this before like ad nauseum about how the girls are now being subjected to what we were subjected to in the 80s and 90s you know where there you have all these women on steroids like on instagram and all that stuff and you know it's another skewed body image you know it's just we can't seemingly reach a happy medium where you know we can just accept people for like looking like people and be okay with it you know it's you have to be ultra jacked or you have to be it's a, it's a culture of extremes and if you're not an extreme of some kind then you're or i mean even if you are extreme of some kind then you can have people talking shit you yeah. know and it's funny how culturally that changes over centuries or even decades like the ideal Shape for a female is, you know, used well, to be a really, lot different. They're really muscular nowadays. Like that, that's that's one thing that's come on is that women are getting much more muscular, and it's good. I mean, I, I, I'm, it's okay. I like. If you it. need help carrying a couch. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying that at the same time, it's like, you know, it is, it is, it drives people to extremes. Like the the. You know, you got women going down the route where they just want to gain a bunch of weight because they think that well, that's hot now, so I can do that. And then you got it's the same deal as being anorexic or anything like that. It's all bad. It's like bad for you. But at the same time, people just can't keep their fucking mouth shut about it. You know, like Jordan Peterson. Again, he says a lot of things I agree with, but he's just being a fucking asshole. I mean, there's yeah, no. And then he cried about all the hate he was getting. Said he was leaving he, Twitter. I'm like, come on, man. Like, dude, that seems like something he would criticize somebody. About. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That is exactly something he would criticize somebody. About. I mean, so that he, to me, he loses some clout. You know, a little bit. A little bit. Um, I mean, why? Why weigh in on that lady? 
of all things to wait exactly. with all the things that are going on. Just, I mean, who cares? Was that pun intended? Hey, no, it wasn't actually. Weigh in. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's a favorite thing that I uh, I stumbled across on Twitter literally just now. You know, um, people in conservative neighbor- neighborhoods that are uh, wokeish will sometimes paint their houses like the the gay flag, the rainbow yes. flag. And uh, they like to make a big show out of it. This person says, so we painted our home. They painted the rainbow flag. They might be in Westboro where the Westboro Baptist Church is or something. Yeah. But it's never enough for the uh, lunatic lefties. So the, the response to it by Project DROC, whoever that is, yes, hashtag diversity is our strength. However, we want, we want to gently add that these are the old colors that excluded folks with an X. The original hashtag pride colors did not include some folks, e.g. POC, which means people of color. The updated flag has uh, since 2018 is below, and they said you painted it wrong. You got to do it again and put the new stuff on there. Can't the person virtue signal without you coming uh, it's, in it's, and virtue signal? It's, it's fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy now. It's so gotten so ridiculous. I Just mean, let the guy paint his house like a rainbow. You know, he's trying. He wants to be. He wants to do something good, and you got to come in and shit on well, him. And now like, he's got to buy more paint. Well, it's like the thing with, uh, you know, th- those. There's that video. The uh, that kid, that white kid, had had was getting beat. Like he was fighting in the street for this thing, and these and these two girls were still talking shit to him. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. It's like still all your fault. Like he's shedding blood for you. He's locking shields and swinging swords with you. Shut your fucking mouth. That type of thing you know, where, just, where they tried to correct him is like if uh, a not you, but like a a punk guy sees a woman wearing a minor threat shirt mm-hmm. and uh, asks uh, what her favorite minor threat songs is, and she can't uh, she can't name any. Like oh well, then you're not really a punk, and you're just a poser. Like just let the guy paint his house and let the girl wear the minor threat or no whatever shit. punk shirt it is. I'm not even sure if minor threats a punk band. It they just are. sounds like it is. They are. Um, everybody, everybody's got to have their fucking. Uh, you got to have your. Um, they you, you, you have you have to exclude somebody or else it's not exclusive. Yeah, it's so stupid. I'd say gay. But I'd say it's everyone, gay. They want to say I, I do this better than you do. Yeah, I actually listen to this shitty music. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen to it. It's like they did on Kids in the Hall one time. They they had these. Hey. I love painting Kenny. our house rainbow. <laughs> um, um, actually, uh, you're not including um, oh, all the kids in the hall are going to go crazy with this. They're, they're, they, I have a, I watched the first episode, which was you get to see Dave Foley's penis and Kevin McDonald's penis. And they're kind of both swinging hammers. They got some. I mean, for soft <laughs> penises, like you could see them. I'm like, wow, good job, boys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, the um, Dave Foley's got a huge head on his dick. I didn't look that close. I looked very close. I paused it, <laughs> zoomed in. When they were jumping and shit, like, oh, guys. You know. um, no, it's like the, uh, I, I was watching, you know, I am would be considered left, I suppose. But um, every time, I've, I've noticed this, every time they do something on like Rebel HQ or something like that, which of course YouTube sends me videos, so I watch them. And, they every time they have to make fun of a white person, they do that affected hillbilly accent. Yeah. So I was like, guys, you know, Bill in- Burr actually was doing has been doing that for a long time. And he said, why, why do I got to make him southern? 
Why can't it be somebody from California that's doing it? Exactly. That was yeah. my thought. It's he calls like, himself out on it. Yeah. And, and I said, and I've said, I was like, why don't we just not automatically assume? And I was like, a lot of us are, like I said, locking shields and swinging swords with you. Why don't you, you know, back us up sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, instead of just shitting on us when you, it's like when I, when you object to something and then they automatically call you out on it because they just don't, it's just sometimes. It's the same way with uh, right wing people. They just want you to keep bowing forever. There's no, there's no, you've done enough. There's, there's no, well, you, you're doing them, good to help this thing or whatever it is we're doing. It's, it's cult like behavior on both points. Only the, it's weird because the left has a cult of many and the right has a cult of one. It seems like so, you know, the, the, the Trump cult, the, the, the thing with those people is, and I've experienced this first time sitting in front of the Trump flag, um, is people, I, I like when you, when, uh, you put that up on, on YouTube and everybody, I mean, on something and everybody, ha yeah, I was just like, dude, it's a fucking joke. <laughs> if you don't get it, you're a moron. Um, but, um, I've actually worried that anybody that comes in here thinks I actually like Trump. I don't. Well, this is so fucking, it's ridiculous. so stupid. I love it. So this much. is, this is. Absolutely meant to be No woman no commie Can stump him This is absolutely Absolutely meant to be ironic Yeah I mean when Somebody made it to sell flags He's like This will probably work Let's But that's it. But that's what those people Think of Trump That's you know They actually think He's that way They actually Like uh, one of my friends On uh, Well he's not a friend anymore He's an old, old acquaintance He had a, a picture of uh, Lord of the Rings Aragorn and Trump's face would like return to the MAGA King 2024. Mm-hmm. I was like, you realize that he's not anything you think he is, right? I mean, they, they're so fucking stupid. But what I was trying to say is, is that name him. Um, no, say his name. I don't want no, to. No, it'll be the title of the episode. <laughs> no, <I can't>. no <laughs> but, is it Delbert Jenkins? <laughs> yeah, it's Delbert. Delbert Jenkins is the Jinx. Um, Old Jinx. No, but they. They know I've tried to stress them that, hey, I am I'm, in, in this point, really, I'm apolitical. I mean, I'm not apolitical as in I don't care about politics. I'm polit- not political as in you, they can all go fuck themselves and the whole system suck and fuck them. That is it's just enough for them that I hate Donald Trump, that I'm still an enemy. Here's a fun thing uh, that you even though do, I don't like Biden, if you hear some, it doesn't matter what it is. Uh, which side it's on If somebody's talking shit about Trump And you just feel feeling fucking froggy Like uh, ask them to um, Or they're, t- they're talking about How they, much they love Hillary or Joe Biden mm-hmm. Or whoever it sure. is Ask them to um, Defend Hillary Without trashing Trump Or the other way around Ask them to trash To defend Trump Without trashing somebody From the other side That's a good what, one. what good is he doing Exactly What good is Hillary Or whoever it is doing But they can Without con- mentioning somebody else But the thing about it is In such a fact free You know Fucking time we're living in We are living in a fact free time Yeah mm-hmm. um, They can just conjure A bunch of shit mm-hmm. You know It's like I got into an argument With with somebody on Facebook back when I used to Facebook and they started posting. I was like, what the fuck has Trump done? So they posted all this shit. It's like, you know what? Let me do that too. So I pointed and scrolled and did it. Well, here's Obama. And I like, and by the way, on Obama's, I don't see being in the WWE hall of fame. They're really reaching for that one. You know what I mean? It's just like, they're so, they they resent it so much that you don't suck that fucker's cock. You know what I mean? And it's just, yeah, it's, it's not enough to be indifferent. Exactly. <laughs> if you're indifferent, then you're with the other people. Yeah. And but it's just, but it's the same with the left too. If you're indifferent to them, oh yeah. So it's you know you can't a, a centrist is an extremist now. Yeah, I, I I I believe that gay people 
uh, should be brutalized in the street. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I mean, my, I'm, I'm stating my, my, my just basic political opinion. The gay people should be treated like everybody else and be treated as human beings. I believe that racism is silly and stupid. I believe that, uh, you know, just basic human shit. Yeah. And <laughs> almost everybody agrees with. Yeah. And, and then, but it's not enough that I, I, I can't, you know, I wouldn't embrace Trump ever, you know, all that stuff. And they're just so crazy about it. But then I don't embrace canceling people for everything on the left and all that shit. I mean, that's why, again, I, I'm car. I'm like, I'm with, I'm like, I'm just think I might put up something that says I'm with Carlin. You know, that's a new thing. And put up that fucking thing where he just talks shit about, I'll show it to you after the show, where he just talks shit about the electorate and how it's not the politicians fault anymore. It's your fault. You suck. Amer- the American populace sucks. Everything's got to you know? be a cult of personality. Absolutely. And it's like they, and it's, they accuse both each accuse each other of the same thing. Yeah, you're they're looking in mirrors. Shit, you're just doing shit to piss, piss people off. You're both doing that. Mm-hmm. You, you both love it when you piss now. Okay. There are some things the right, I think are doing is, is very extreme. The, the abortion thing, is going nuts. They really are. I mean, Oklahoma, they had a politician the other day defending incest and rape and all that stuff. I didn't see that. I mean, you know, well, not those things specifically, but saying things like, well, we think that every life is sacred. Dude, you don't, you shouldn't be forced to carry a rapist fucking kid. Fuck that kid. Now, I'm sorry. That's just the truth. Even the most right wing person I've heard has uh, said that the, uh, what is the thing that the pill that you take after you get a load? The morning after the pill. morning after pill is yeah. a good thing because it takes care of it before there's any conception. No, not Oklahoma. Hmm. They said it is like the they say at fertilization. There's life. well the the morning after gets rid of it before there, there's any. There's no, two, there's I two mean, different. They're, they're saying that the that the act you know when you get sperm squirted up in you they they they, they want to make it that way. Hmm. They it's nuts, dude. It's crazy. Wild. Um, the the right also. Um, they are effectively trying to destroy democracy. They don't like democracy because they lose. The Republicans can't win on their merits. I think the, so left, that, the left is going to figure out they don't like democracy either once abortion that's gets true. banned in a lot that's of places. That's true. Okay. Because <laughs> that's I democracy. That. Uh, but is it? Well, I mean, because they polled all the people from those places and it's overwhelmingly in support of something against that, the, the, the governmental structure does not benefit the voter that, anymore. No. That, that's the weird thing about democracy. There, there's some things in our society we decide that shouldn't be based on democracy. Like if you had a vote for ending slavery, like the civil rights, Bringing slavery. I was getting ready to say that yeah. exact thing. Uh, if, okay. It's, weird, it's just weird how that where I'm not if arguing. 50, I know what that. you're saying, I, but uh, things are, some things are weird. Like, like with the legal system, it's per, it's supposedly supposed to protect minorities, even when the popular opinion isn't on their side, right? Because like, they have certain constitutional rights. But I think that some things are. I'm not saying applies are, to are abortion. Clear things of reality, you yeah. know what I mean, or morality. You know, it's just like, well, you know, that's when you get courts involved, and you sometimes you have to have. And I'm sorry to say it, I know people, whatever. A society sometimes has to be saved from itself. You know, where you yeah. have <laughs> slavery, where you have saying it's okay to lynch people and all that stuff. That is clearly shitty stuff. So then, then the courts, and you know, I, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say this. You know, oh no, I, no. I mean, it's not anything fucking. I'm going to make a big deal out of it no matter what. So. It's not anything uh, controversial. Mm, go ahead. I think that the South, when they, when, they, when, they force, <laughs> when they forcibly integrated the South and they, and they made them go along, they should have done that and fuck them. You know what I mean? I, I don't give a fuck. It, it's like, 
the whole thing with, you know, people try to defend that still to this day. You get that group of asshole white people and they all look over their shoulder. We all know those white guys. You know, you know, oh, we're yeah. gonna be we're gonna be minority in our own country. It isn't your country. It isn't. It's yeah. you know, and 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 it's it's insane to me that, that those conversations still happen, you know. That but again, <laughs> Never mind. It's just, it's like uh, living in West Virginia. Like there, when I run across people like that, it's just funny how they just automatically assume that you see their same point of view. Absolutely, mm-hmm. like, absolutely. Like the really extreme racist point of view, like the actual racist point of view. Sure, there's very. I, I will say this. Um, I don't know if it's whatever. I've, I see very few like really virulent racists anymore. I do see people that. I've said this before, and I do believe this. Some people have a version, a vision of, of America, where even though they don't think another culture is inferior, they think that their culture should control it. That's not being a racist, but it's also that it's weird because I had this thought the other day. You can be a white supremacist without being a racist. Yeah, you, you think be. you think that their not culture is not inferior to yours, but you want your culture to be supreme. That is the definition of that. And there's a, you got a lot of like, people in that boat in this country you, you, where you don't want to be a minority. Like you don't want to use that majority, lose the majority status in, in your in your country. And stuff. It's like the, yes, it's kind yes. of what the Proud Boys were because they have black and Asian and everything, but they're Western supremacists. They, right? They believe Western it's cultural culture. supremacy yeah. and all that stuff. And I, but at the same time, you know. Th- when people bring that up about the South, well, you know, black soldiers fought for the South. That is true. Towards the end of the war, that is true. They were kind of forced. Well, but yeah, but at the same time, you have like you have there's there's no shortage of Judases in any culture. Like you have Candace Owens for the black culture. I don't know whether we've got to bring Jews into this. <laughs> yeah, you say the word funny. They go to the yeah, skills. he said that with some extra stank, didn't yeah. he? He said Judas with a hard R. They're all in the cat skills. <laughs> um no, it's like Candace Owens for the black community. She did a thing for PragerU the other day that I saw that she was defending the institutional slavery is not that bad. I was like, oh, oh fuck. I've heard that you're, argument. You're a black woman and you are defending racism yeah. is not that bad. I, I've heard that argument uh, firsthand from different people, you know, in the in the in Nicholas County. Oh, sure. Yeah. It, that uh, well, one, one argument is like, well, how do I, how do I even know what happened back then? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, and the and the or it's like, oh, I mean, they were they were starving. They probably improved their lives by going. Yeah, like it's nuts. It's so like, crazy, dude. There was a guy I worked with. Um, whenever they re- renaming Stonewall Jackson uh, to a new a new name, good a couple years ago, yeah. and. He was like mad about it, and he posted on Facebook a bunch. He was good to his slaves. He took him to church, and he let him sleep in the big house. And I was like, "What are you doing? What the fuck? You do understand? He still owned human beings. What is happening?" And it went viral on on the like local viral. Oh yeah, yeah. On Facebook, and I started calling him Stonewall. The 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 boss came up and said, "Amen." I had. It's funny. It's funny, but that's hilarious. <laughs> I had a former boss who, like, uh, I won't go. I had a former boss say that the end of slavery was the beginning of the destruction of the black family culture. <laughs> yeah, because at least when they were slaves, they usually you know lived with their family. And- uh, I mean, they're just so people are so. I'm not joking. I, I, I know you're not joking. I mean, we've heard these arguments, these insane. Asinine arguments that are just 
Well, there is something to be said about forced integration. I don't mean in schools or whatever, because mm-hmm. those are public, but I'm talking about forcing someone to let whoever eat at their restaurant or whatever. I don't, I think if you in a restaurant, you should be able to control who comes in and out. And if you're a racist, let the word get around. Nobody's going to want to come there. Okay. Eventually. That see, I've, I've heard that argument and it, it is a, a, it holds water. Like the, the, I um, think it's stupid. The market, the market determines. I can see that. I can understand that. But at the same time, I can see it on the other side too. I, I just think that shitty, scummy people. I mean, okay. There's this group in Idaho. I mean, and, it and finds a way and they're forming, <laughs> shitty scummy people uh, find a way find a way <laughs> there's this group of people in idaho who are all moving to Idaho, northern idaho and they're creating this white you know like super culture and i and i'm of the opinion go That's fuck fine. off yeah fuck off i have I no mean, problem just, with that just like black wall street yes uh, that they those people those black folks in uh it was oklahoma city oklahoma, no it was oklahoma tulsa tulsa yes they were not allowed to go to the white people places so they made their own place and, and they, they were, were becoming great. millionaires yes exactly they had their own thing it was a big deal and then the white people didn't like it and they burned, and them all they out burned and it all down yeah and i, I mean, found out about that by watching uh the freaking Watchmen. comic book show watch which was dude that <laughs> no, was tremendous. why isn't that being taught just yeah. like the uh, mind wars. Why weren't we taught that? Well, it's because you, you can't teach that because now we have this war over another thing with the with the the right is doing. I've noticed is that they're trying to lump anything bad about the United States in with the thing with with uh, what do they call it? Uh, critical race theory. Yeah. I'm like, it's like, well, you, you want to teach people to hate America. No, we want to teach the reality of America. You don't go to a little white kid and tell me you're a bad person for all this stuff. But at the same time, you don't say that you don't paint that fucking rosy, disgusting <laughs> picture that you are. Yeah, it's there, funny how the answer to everything they have a problem with is even more extreme the other way. Like, I don't, I mean, critical race theory, I don't think it's, it's that's. Maybe more in college. It's a college if, course. Yeah, they are trying to put it in schools, and I've seen I've seen videos but, of teachers telling children you are racist. Sure, I mean but, I, that's an extreme the, part. What of are it. you doing? That's right? Bad. Yeah, that's dumb. Get that yeah. out. Right. I don't care about Absolutely. teaching the actual but, history. Right. But then there's a response to that where the history books paint you know yeah. races uh, history of racism differently. And the first Thanksgiving, they, they don't want to teach about <laughs> that. Didn't happen. They don't want to teach about <laughs> slavery at all because it might make white people feel guilty. And exactly. That's going yeah. The, the white the fragility way. thing is a thing. I mean, for for I mean, and I know because we all know them. You could tell me all day that white people did bad shit. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I'd be a fool to argue against that. Yeah. But in the larger context of the world, we're just one of the latest groups to do it. You know what I mean? It's like. Human history is shitty and from fucking from modern man either raping or exterminating Neanderthal man. It has been a shit show from fucking go. So it's, you know, people are awful to each other, going to be awful to each <laughs> throughout other. Throughout history, usually the nicer people were killed because they weren't brutal enough. Exactly. <laughs> the more brutal people like bread and, be, you know, that's. And that I don't let my culture off the hook. The Celts. Okay, I hate to say this. When the Romans dealt them that, what, what they got dealt, they brought that on themselves. They really did. It's like you guys were some brutal Fucking motherfuckers, victim blaming that, over g- here. that got pushed off to the British Isles in Ireland. It's like I know why we were sent there because the description of Celtic culture was brutality. Now we did have great things about our culture and stuff like that. I'm saying that that's like two the fiddle, two groups of people who got locked in, you know, who got locked into a struggle, and then one one culture won. I don't have any problem of feats of arms and, and thing, settling, settling things, especially in the distant past. When I argue the thing about what happened to, to natives, 
it's a little bit different. You you don't have you have you know treaties being signed that were never going to be honored. You know what I mean? It's the whole thing is they try to paint it that like you know Jesse Waters got on. He's this asshole who's on Fox yeah, News and yeah. he tried to get on there and say, uh, well, this country was was won by on the battlefield. Like no, it was one in, in the treaty room when you have one group of people who are never intending to honor a treaty because that's their culture, and then you have another group of people who are intending to honor every treaty because that's their culture. I'm not saying that Native Americans, as they try to be depicted, are mystical and all that. That's bullshit. And we They're can, just people. And but, we continue to this day not honoring treaties. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And then you have this same argument where they try. I just got to a discussion with somebody a little while ago and trying to say, well, the thing with this and this, you know, that's just what happened to the Americans. Like, no, it's different. This is different. And the, and the fact is the United States government was still carrying that out into the 80s. They were still trying to exterminate them. That's nuts to me. And that's I don't like a bully. It's not the fact that, I, that I'm trying to white knight him. I just hate a fucking bully. And I th- feel like they've been bullied. And... um you know, it's just so many different conversations, and and I want that back to the original point. I want that to be taught in schools. It needs to be. I taught, want that to be. Taught it needs to be taught that the modern U.S. government is the greatest purveyor of violence, possible possibly in history. Like, in absolutely. the last forty I, years, the greatest purveyor like, of violence. I, like I think dealing it. I absolutely. Think, I think stuff like the mo- the most graphic like Holocaust videos need to be shown. They were showing Schindler's like, List when we were in high school, yeah, I, and then I, I people did. had a fucking problem with it. But that that's important because you need to see the reality of something so horrible so it doesn't happen again. But right, the, but then the thing I hate when they do this for the, the the Confederate files out there try to fucking get that shit swept in with the with the. Uh, with the Holocaust and stuff like that, you can't erase our history. You can't take away history. Yeah, that's impossible to do. That we can put it in a fucking museum and tell and show. Maybe the, look in a book, you retard. That's well. That's what they they and and the thing about it is is that even the, like the leaders of the Confederacy wanted it forgotten. Robert E. Lee is like that needs to be on the ash heap of history. We did something we shouldn't have done. And we got punished for it, and that's it. And the thing about it is, is that all those most of those statues weren't even made during the Civil War. Yeah, all these arguments are made so in the 60s. Right. It, it, and it's just it know. was made like as an fu to the civil rights. Absolutely, movement that's what like, it fucking yeah. as an intimidation in the late fifties. But you can't tell people that, and you still got people watch. It's with like with the fucking rebel flag. It's pride, not prejudice. Like, go fuck yourself. You know it's not fucking that. Yeah. You know it's not that. You know, and there were the kids like me that saw it on the General Lee and just thought it was really cool. Well, we of course we didn't Leonard understand Skinner. the context. Yeah. We didn't yeah. understand Leonard the context. Leonard Skinner rips. The Stars and Bars <laughs> is an objectively cool looking flag. It's fucking rules. It's like the you know it's like the swastika is a old symbol in so many cultures. Yeah, but I can't like remember. Jain- which, Jainism uses the swastika a lot. That well, religion, there were Native yeah. American cultures yeah. that use the swastika. It's a very fairly basic shape and it's very pleasing. It's so fun to draw. You should <laughs> draw it all the time. Well, kids, it's a shame. <laughs> it is. It's a shame. It has to be so. Fun to draw. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying is that some comedian said, but that's ruined forever. That great shape is now ruined forever because some dumb fuck ruined it. What and about he, the mustache? You know, what, what I'm glad. What I'm glad is still acceptable is to draw that that pointy S. Yeah, the S. You can't draw two S's, right? Well, there was a metal, there was but a metal band called. Uh, well, no, Black Sabbath did that. Seldor shows for rock and roll. Every S is like the. Yeah. It's like gosh. That was the thing. Like that was nothing. We didn't know what it meant. It's just a cool thing to draw. As a yeah, kid. I, I just the, the <laughs> this whole conversation about history. I'm down again down the middle. Do not 
fucking tell a group of people from this time that they are responsible for what happened, but you can't also fucking paint this everybody's happy, rosy picture of history. You can't paint it that way because it didn't happen that way. Like history needs to have its shock value for its, its brutal graphic reality. Yeah. And you need to stop honoring people, you know, for like, it's like the whole Columbus argument. The man did nothing of note. You can't keep honoring people who didn't do anything. He, he crossed the ocean. They said, "Well, he crossed the ocean to this." So many people did that, and like before he did. What you about know? Morgan? Morgan, <laughs> the first settler in West Virginia. Absolutely. Um, hmm. No, but that you have this, and that's Fox News banks on that. They bank on you know that people on the right hold on to that shit just as a fuck you to the left, even though they they should know it's wrong. To still honor Christopher Columbus is just wrong. I mean, he didn't do anything. And then to still until and still try to hold Confederate names on things, it's just wrong. And they know that. But they just want to tell they just want it to piss off the libs. That pisses off the libs, so we're hanging on to it. We're gonna pretend we like it. He <laughs> and they do that. You know what I mean? It's just the whole fun fucking thing's insane. And the argument is just about, well, it doesn't matter if it was horrible, like it's history. It's part of our history, you know. But you don't. But there's a difference. But there's a difference in like learning about Hitler and the stuff he did than right. like worshiping him. Well, there's yeah, no. Like, let's, let's. It's it's like the old argument. There are no statues of Hitler. Hitler in the town square. Does that, that mean just there, doesn't happen? Is that, is that being woke? Outlawing outlawing Nazi flags in Germany? Is that or is that you know I, that kind of that goes against like America America's view of. Free speech to but. some of them, do, to some people, it does, and that's another thing that drives me crazy. Is that I don't think it, anything like the rebel flag should not be outlawed. Of course, nothing should be outlawed. I don't think a Nazi flag. You're. I want to see the dipshits. I that's what I them. always say. Is I try to explain that to my daughter. She's like, that should be legal. I'm like I was like, honey, here's the way it is. Freedom of speech works for everyone, or it works for no one. That's the only. That's the way it works. It is not illegal to be a prick. It just isn't. Now, whether you get punched or not. That's kind of up to you. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want people to be punched for their for saying something out of their mouth. But if you have somebody saying some racist shit, yeah. you're probably going to get punched. The, you know, the way, it's just the way it is. The way I feel about like Confederate statues and stuff, and uh, a lot of people disagree with me. But now, like, are you going to say what you say off air, or is this going to be cleaned up for on air? This will be cleaned up. Okay. <laughs> the Confederate statue thing is like. Uh, well, yeah, it's history. Why, why take down the statues? Like, but the point of a statue is you're honoring that. Absolutely. So, yeah, put them in put them in museums or sure. make them historical things. But if you're if they're on public land to honor that, that's a little different. Well, it, that's why I don't always have a problem with taking down Confederate statues and stuff like that. Okay, now, I get what it, you're saying. It goes a little extreme, like to take down statues of George Washington and stuff, even though they did have slaves. He but, had slaves' teeth. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's well, that's real. the thing. That's the thing. Um, I think I think it was Bill Maher said he's just like, where does it end? There. That's what it ends. Somewhere. He's just like, he's like, you can't. I mean, it's like fucking Trump getting up there. He he's he might be a dumb shit, but he knows what racist dumbasses want to hear. I'm not saying that everybody who likes him is a racist dumbass. I'm saying the people who really get turned on by that shit get turned on by the things he says, like such as you're trying to take away our history. Well. Now it's Robert E. Lee. Who is it next? Washington? No. One was a leader of an armed insurrection against the United States, and the other one was a founding president. That's so easy to differentiate. But they have yeah. tried to get rid of Washington. I know they have, but that's silly. <laughs> but 
it's it's a very small. That's an extreme, very exactly. But that's extreme. So that's so extreme, and people should know that. Bill, uh, uh, Dave Chappelle had a great bit about that. How he has history, a great bit about lots of things. Oh, he's fucking brilliant. He's, he he might. I don't know if he's the goat. I think George Carlin might be the. People goat, were very mad that he showed up at John at a John Mulaney. I, show. I heard about that. Yeah, I need to watch more of his stuff because I just I, I'm I'm getting so back into comedians because I. If you want to, I have a good recommendation. What? Joe List, this year's material. It's joke after joke after List? Joke. Joe List. L- That's his name. L-I-S-T? Okay. Yeah. He kind of talks it. like this. I, I'm, I'm watching Bill Burr and Dave Chappelle and now getting back into Carlin. Carlin has been like a, a savior to me, like Lewis Black was when I first got sober. Like when nothing fucking, everything sucks and you hate everything. And then you listen to something you're like, yeah, everything you just sucks. You want to justify ripping someone's head off. Absolutely. <laughs> How much fucking some 41 are you going to... Oh, that's Limp Biscuit. Of course it's Limp Biscuit. Uh, what's the difference? I hope no, you know I'll pack a chainsaw. Okay. And I'll skin your ass raw. <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, we were talking about... You'll be leaving uh, with a fat lip? <laughs> uh, we were talking about uh, Sopranos earlier. This is one of my favorite all-time... Sub- or no, Columbus. My favorite all-time oh, Sopranos scene. I've seen... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen to this shit. The New Jersey Council of Indian Affairs has announced plans to disrupt Monday's Columbus Day Parade in Newark. Council Chairman Del Redclay, Professor of Cultural Anthropology Stop at blowing Rutgers, your nose. I want to hear this. Council members and supporters will lie down in the path of Columbus Day marches, quote, in protest of Columbus's role in the genocide of America's native peoples, unquote. To launch their protest, the Native Americans and their sympathizers plan to begin a death watch tomorrow over the Statue of Columbus in Christopher Columbus Park. Some fucking balls badmouth in America, especially now. <laughs> I thought the Columbus was the hero of America. Oh, see, it's these Indians and the commie fucks. They want to paint Columbus as a slave trader instead of an explorer. That's what you got to admit, they did get massacred, the Indians. It's not like we didn't give them a bunch of shit to make up for that. <laughs> Land, nations, and now they got the casinos. <laughs> the fuck we ever get? We have to work our balls off for. <laughs> They're Italian fucking rednecks, dude. Smoking. That's what I love. They're just sitting there on their fat fucking ass. Then I'm have a job. Then I don't have to do fucking anything. You know what it is? I'll tell you what it is. It's anti-Italian discrimination. Fuck Columbus you. Day is a day of Italian pride. It's our holiday, and they want to take it away. Fuck them. But Furio. I never liked Columbus. Oh, oh, hey, hey. Hey. A lot of people are not so happy for Columbus, because he was from Genova. What's the problem with Genova? The north of Italy always have the money and the power. They punish the south in hundreds of years. Even today, they put up their nose at us like we're peasants. I hate the north. Take it easy. I'm going to take action here. <laughs> you know, it's funny. This this came out right after there was a big uproar of Italian-Americans um, angry about the Sopranos yeah. spreading anti-Italian. So they said, let's put a little scene in here to really show. That's brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> it is. really show what these guys are like. I mean, it's just they're... Once you get what the fuck we ever get, we didn't have to work our bulls. Once you have a bunch of (laughs) stupid entitled people, their views are going to usually align. 
you know, their views would align with with some. Yeah. And their yeah, and their social circle, their views aren't being challenged at all. Exactly, it's just being reinforced. But I'm saying, but you could get them and a bunch of people who think they have nothing in common with, and they'll think the same shit. You know. I mean, like you, like the the hard right wingers who think that you know Native Americans, you know they got a bunch of shit for what happened to them. And I mean, just the, the truth yeah. is so beond them, <laughs> and and they and they're so offended that the, that you would attack the uh, like the fuck off. They'll they'll find common ground in hatred of uh, absolutely. Else. They do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many people do you see at Trump rallies? How many uh, like hard hard fucking. Uh, uh, like accent Italian people do you see it lots of them I mean they're they're on like all the they interview them and stuff it's just it, it, once you break it down to that common denominator you're going to have a similar kind of person there was a something that happened remember uh, the uh, Occupy Wall Street days yes everybody left and right was there mm-hmm. like you fucked the entire country and they're protesting against it and then this culture war thing started happening with mm-hmm. the woke stuff and right, all right. this stuff. And all of a sudden, Bank of America or Capital One or whoever it is has floats in the gay pride parade like they actually give a fuck about gay pride. <laughs> yeah, yeah, They're doing all this woke shit. They're putting trans people on the cover of magazines. Right. Like BP, BP like yeah. started showing uh, commercials of how they're like cleaning birds and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Now nobody's... Nobody's talking about all this horrible shit that they've done. All these people that should be in prison, under prison. It's a morality car wash. Yeah, I so mean, it's just because the, they they get in bed with the because uh, of the the fucking uh, television corporations. Yeah, they're in it too. So they like we got to spin something else. We got to give well, and people can, something to fight about besides us. Because if they come after us, we're fucked. We want them to be fucked. And the thing about it is, is people don't have a, a fucking attention span longer than five minutes. And they say they forget the bad <laughs> shit they do. And then they welcome me and welcome them in. And I'm saying, I'm not saying that sometimes that's something the left does is that one of the reasons they can't win and beat the right is that they won't forgive anything. Mm-hmm. So people who are on their side get attacked because they said something once. You know, you can't keep whittling down your numbers like like that and expect to win. You know, you're just not going to. The right, the, one of the one of the things about them being such awful people a lot of the time is that they will embrace anything. So as long as you're spitting their ideology, you can't really be kicked out. So you know, mm-hmm. so that inherently draws more to you. Yeah, this gave us something to fight about. It's um, probably in manufacturing consent that uh, Noam Chomsky book that is so brilliant that i've read um have you watched requiem for the american dream no but i should you should yeah go ahead i'm sorry um i didn't really have anything else to say i just it's just something that you notice like just a couple years after occupy there's this giant culture war and which i'm not really honest i'm on a side of like let's be sane Mm -hmm. like but not like it's so wild what has happened in the last few years with all this crazy PC stuff that we saw in the nineties, but it's gone even crazier. Mm -hmm. And then the anti PC stuff is even crazier than the PC stuff. Right. And people are losing their minds. People are being censored just for, uh, on social media, which isn't really censorship. I know, but the government tells them what to do, um, for just saying normal things. Like, um, somebody said a man is never a woman. They got kicked off of social media forever. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, it's insensitive, but it's not a crime. No, it's that's, that's the thing. And, and also, you know, one of those things I noticed that there's this guy who I usually agree with. Uh, he was had a YouTube channel and everything, you know, after is a while, pootie pie. <laughs> no, I, my, my daughter followed him at one point, but uh, like games Rashad something. And, 
it was a racial thing and he breaks everything down racially and normally he's right but sometimes i have a dissenting voice about things like one time he this little white kid was getting killed by this black kid like they're young wrestling and the mother stepped in and grabbed her kid and he she's immediately even though she said i'm so sorry i just you know i reacted like a mother would they would not forgive her like the the the, the black family came over and were you know did she grab her kid yes or the kid no, well, she, the other kid she kind of just broke them apart like she and didn't hurt anybody but she just she was just fearful for her kid and then she felt immediately bad about it. she knew it was a wrong thing to do but she just had that reaction mm-hmm. you know what i mean so immediately she's a racist and she's this and she's this and she was in tears apologizing she said i didn't want to hurt him but i love i just couldn't you know i can see that happening if my daughter getting hurt only i wouldn't be so gentle you know what i mean and then i would turn around and tell a parent to go fuck themselves you know what i mean i just that's how i am and they turned into a racial issue like this is not a racial issue this is one this is a mother seeing her kid getting pummeled and just see, I saw know. one recently. Um, as a wrestling match again. There's two white kids though, and yeah. one of them was uh, a UFC fighter's kid who just oh, happened God. to not be there. Yeah, and uh, he had him in a front face lock, trying to turn him and crank him over to get the pin. Yeah, and he got him over, and his one shoulder just wasn't down, and his the uh, the kid who's getting pinned almost pins dad steps on the mat and picks up the other kid off of him. I'm fighting. If I'm there, right? That's my son. You just picked up off of him. Sure, yeah, yeah. I get, he's I get got that. the pin. He's right. get, he's going to get. Give him five more seconds, right? You know, he, they're not hurting anybody. This is what you signed up for as well. Sure, and I, I know, and I can see a mother doing it, but mm-hmm. a dad, you put him in this. This is the thing you signed up for. Well, you'd you have know. to see the video to understand what I'm talking about because I agree with you, and I would have agreed. Like, well, that's the sport and all that stuff, but this was a. Just a case, and she just acted without thinking. Yeah. She wasn't, you know. I, I I understand it much more from a mother than a father. Sure. Much more. And again, she was. Because you want your kids to take beatings. She was immediately. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it, in sports, you got to learn how to lose. But she was immediately, like, mortified that she'd done it. She she just. This guy was not. He was, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he was like, Jesus Christ. He had him. He, the referee had the angle. He could see that he wasn't quite pinned yet, but right. it was, like, so close. Yeah. The, like, uh, if that happened to my son and first. I, I'm whipping that dad's ass if I can, or right. maybe he can whip my ass. We're, 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 maybe we'll have a wrestling match. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I don't like the inter- interference. Like he comes in with a steel chair and hits one. <laughs> comes yelling, ah! <laughs> like Ric Flair. Yes. <sighs> Who did that? Who made that one for us? The Pillow Fort Radio. That's John. John. Is, John Wilshatter. Yeah, I want to say Browning. Is it Browning? I know that's John's me. name. I'm having, I do too. I just can never crazy. think of we it. Can't think of it because his name's always been John Will Shatter. Yeah, that's what I always think of him as. And it, um, but yeah, I want to get that one on a shirt. That would be great. <laughs> I might be able to upload that. Or the one James did where it said but, it had the anus and then. Pull <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it used to be our but, meme lord. Yeah, uh, was, the favorite one I'm, I made, and it was after you had a discussion on lesbians, gays. Oh yeah, and I made one. It was like. Uh, the, the the top part of the meme uh, had like some flamboyant homosexual men. And the bottom part had a child. <laughs> yeah. And it was. Uh, I remember this. It was uh, too much pillow fort. We, we need a, we need a little less pillow fort gaydio <laughs> and a little more pillow fort prady. Yeah. <laughs> it was so fucking. Uh, and with best, that, I this forgot. that is the end of the episode. <laughs> See you guys next time. Go fuck yourself. Where is the goddamn song at?
Oh, God damn it. That was going to be such a great ending. It was. <laughs> Just swoop right into it. <laughs> I might edit it to where it sounds better. All right, thanks. Go fuck yourselves.